Material Components Episode 40 Talking Points Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how you doing? Pretty good. Glad good. it's Friday. Well, yeah. Friday. I mean, or was... whatever whatever day it is when you're listening to this. I'm glad it's that day. <laughs> yes. That too. <laughs> but mostly, I'm glad it's Friday for me. <laughs> uh, um. Hey guys, uh, I am Olivia and I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael and I'm playing Sid Emberlite, Half Elf Rogue. I'm Reed and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And despite whatever day it is, we find ourselves on the 30th of Shade. And in so doing, I would like to ask you all the same thing I ask every time, which is, do you remember what happened last time? How could I forget? <laughs> is it, it seared into your mind? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, it was fun for like the first half of it was pretty fun and pretty like light. I mean, maybe not light, because we we did figure out that Soth, the horse that was not loaned horses. to us by the mayor, is not actually a horse. Definitely not a horse. So, God only knows we what still he is. Don't, yeah, we, don't, we, have, we have no idea what that is. <laughs> um, but it was funny, and I turned into a horse, and mm -hmm. we got to and talk that, to a horse. And that's all that, all that really mattered. In the last episode. <laughs> yep. Good night, everybody. Then. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, nothing gold can stay. Um, uh, we had a conversation with the old mage. You did. Um, using your brand spanking new pocket watch given to you as a member of the Rift Watchers. Rift Keepers. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, the Rift Keepers, yeah. There's so many Guardian uh, Guilds. There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, we updated uh, Zenerva on all of our escapades uh, and found out there's a lot she didn't know already. I, I would like to go over that a little bit because uh, you started going over all of your escapades. And you yeah. definitely like got around to mentioning some stuff that she was completely aware of, which was good, but that sort of got you all on a sidetrack a little bit, which consumed the latter part of the episode. So yeah. before we get to that point, I just do want to say that there are chunks of your story that you did not tell Zenerva, specifically right. regarding the cult. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we got easily distracted. I mean, for well, good, she for good got reasons. Easily distracted. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's just a lot of information that we didn't realize we hadn't communicated yet. So yeah, um, and like some, everything some happens this, so much. Some of yeah. this information hadn't been communicated to the rest of us, even. That's true. 
Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I wonder. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Is that weird read? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as I casually take a sip of wine. You know that happens. Come on. Funky. And again, the lines between Reed and Grawl grow ever blurrier. <laughs> He's in too deep. <laughs> I am. I, I am the RPer. <laughs> so yes, you managed to tell Zenerva about Atticus Carter. She relayed some information back to you about that individual. You yeah, yes. mentioned the personage of Rashad. Uh... And before you got into a decent explanation of what his whole deal was, you stumbled upon the fact that you've been doing some planar travel, unsupervised, and in doing so, you've walked into the mouths of gods, you've turned into animals, you've, uh, you know, been duking out with this cult left and right, you've been closing realm scars, and apparently Zenerva has really only been working with some of the information regarding all of those events. Mm. But what she really stuck on was the information you learned from the Aarakocrisir, Old Morgana, Mm -hmm. about the fact that the astral plane and the ethereal plane seem to have nearly merged. They're smushed. In in, in technical terms, they are smushed. (laughs) Like a a two-layer custard that isn't quite set right. It's a bad set, Mary, and uh, you're not getting Star Baker. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, she, in her, her infinite wisdom as the old mage, decided to Miss Frizzle-like take you all on a field trip to go check up on that old astral plane see what's up with that old scoundrel. Yeah. And it just went great. It went, I mean, it it mostly worked. I mean, we were there. We were were all there, and we did learn that uh, old Morgana was right about another thing that she said, which she could have been nicer about, but like, she was still correct that Grawl is in fact not one of the Threadless. Indeed, because without holding his sword in his hand or on his person, it seems as though Grawl succumbed to the strange astral paralysis which inflicts anyone but the Threadless who walk upon the astral plane. I haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah, working on it. Wine's it's okay though, because instead he went to a good, good place. <laughs> it seems yeah, as though the, the first time the astral projection spell had unintended consequences on friend Grawl, and rather than being moved through space, he was instead sent somewhere else. Reed, if you'd like to discuss your little Not sojourn. Space. Oh yeah, Not Grawl. Space. Yeah, not space. It's all of space plus not space. It's a different kind of space sandwich. But with books. Anyways, uh, Grawl decided to go on a little escapade off to the archive, not by choice. Um, Well, first time, not by choice. Decided to, not by choice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyways, um, 
Yeah, for the first time ever, Grawl uh, happened upon the archive in its fullness, not the Dreamlands kind of like archive version. I he could see everything and interact and talk to weird insectoid bug snail thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That shot lightning at me. Rude. It, it did do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it called me a parasite, which, I mean, honestly, from my perspective, you know. That's fair. In its defense, you did say that the person you knew within the archive was a certain Mott. I, I could have been lying. I don't it, know. I'm just dropping name dropping. Okay. It wasn't willing to take that risk, clearly. Okay. Which, Rude. Like, yikes. Rude. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> It can't be this. good. It can't be good. Yeah, probably not. Um, it, nothing's ever good for Grawl. Okay, hundred percent not true. You've got three wonderful friends that you wouldn't have met otherwise. And you, you threw that banger of a party that one time. Yeah, which you decided not to have fun at. I'm, I'm legally required to not have fun. It's, <laughs> it's in my contract. It's in your it's, character contract. <laughs> it's actually one of Sid's greatest regrets. Yeah. No, not living it up at the party. Yeah. It's actually the fourth tenet of the Jarashir is thou shalt not have fun at parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Thou shalt avoid bangers at all costs. Which I made you break at the cotillion. Oh, I God, know. I'm so sorry. You committed a religious crime. They're going to walk you to that the was, wall. That was the, last, <laughs> that was the last oath that I hadn't broken, and you guys made <laughs> no. me break it. That's the last one. Wow. So you're saying you can have fun at parties now because you once you broke it, like the rule, <laughs> you, you can't go back. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hell cool. yeah. <laughs> so yes, Grawl had a magical mystery tour in the real-ish ar- version of the archive. Uh, the true foundational reality of it began to get drawn into question near the end of your uh, adventures there. If you remember yeah. what happened. Mm-hmm. Had a weird Ender's that. Game moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I attempted. I went. So the, the archive works in a weird time kind of like way. So I went forward in time to try and figure out a solution to our astral plane problem. And that just wound up me running into a weird insectoid gross moth version of Grawl, which uh, in turn I tried to strangle to death. Mm-hmm. It was a very much like the fly situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was and very, it well. yeah, it was very much the, the fly meets us. Yeah. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. times. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully, whatever you did worked because it got you back to the Astral Sea. And it was there that you had a uh, a brief interaction with one of the the strange creatures that you've consistently seen in that in-between place. If you remember mm. that interaction at all. I'm going to go with it's no. Really. Okay. This, but it you was, was like the sandwich, well, though. No, no, no. It was like the maggot. Yeah. Maggoty boy. Mage. Rag yeah. and bone boy. Right, yeah. Oh, that Have one. Have we okay. seen Sorry. that before? Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, that I was the one that had interaction with that. Wait, mm, really? Bugs. Uh, you saw it in the distance. Saw... 
when you were first deciding to flee from the house, you saw this strange figure with a bone white staff oh, and a mask floating above but the not city. Before the last episode. No. That's what I thought you were implying. I, yeah, uh, I apologize. I misunderstood. No. Okay. No. You've definitely run into its minions before. Yeah. The strange, pale creatures that haunt the near astral have constantly dogged you whenever you've gone there. Though up till now, you weren't really exposed to just how frightening of a variety there are. Right. Yeah. Just been like one or two here and there. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful, diverse rainbow, and all of it is scary. It's not even a rainbow. It's, it's not even just, a rainbow. It's just it's white. Just, <laughs> and, yeah. And maggots. Yeah. Like how see-through to how opaque is more of the spectrum. Yeah, actually, yeah. that's yeah. a you, yeah, kind of nailed it there. Um, meanwhile, while Grawl was going on that little misadventure, the three of you trapped in the near astral, the border astral, the in-between place, whatever that weird confluence of planes is, had to scramble to try to get out, because it turns out when the old mage cast astral projection, she done froze herself. Yep, and I, you know, it's a spell, and Cherish was like, it is a spell. Don't know how long that lasts, though. Uh, And I I actually forgot to look it up later, and I still haven't, so I am still... I can answer that question know. right now for you. The answer is indefinitely. Okay, is that's I mean, oh, that's sort of now. good that we were operating under that assumption anyway. Uh I thought it was yeah, that's mm-hmm. okay. A- Astral projection lasts for as long as it takes uh for the person who cast it to dismiss it. Whoa, I didn't know that. There are other circum yeah. there are other um triggers for ending the spell as well, but right. none of you were aware of that. Right? Yes. Yeah. Which led to a situation in which the only way to break the spell uh, had to be physically assaulting the old mage. Yeah. That happened later, though. Because that first... later. First, we had to get out. Um, and um, after some brief detective work, we did decide to check out the center green, the gazebo, uh, to see if there were any leads there. Because it was a special magic place. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. you sort of got onto that track because the the nightmares that had come from Stygia yes. seemed to be fixating on that location for some reason. Yeah. And you may have discovered that reason. Yeah, I was going to say some weird detective work, a.k.a. we were all stuck, and so Mike was like, he met, he get out of there. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, all I said was something about horses, and you all That's got there true. on your own, so... yeah. It's, yeah. I did. I do not consider that me holding your hand to get there. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, that was just a lot. Like, yeah, this, uh, the the uh, fresco on the wall in the gazebo had a story mm-hmm. about some guy who just was real <laughs> sucked a lot. <laughs> Whoever that is. <laughs> um, vampire jokes. Uh, oh, that yeah. I didn't even wasn't even trying to do that. I just, <laughs> but it happened anyway. So much. We're all the better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rings that were on the uh, the pedestal in the in the gazebo they were not frozen. It's no, true. they too seem to be without thread. If that is possible for an object, tough to say. Yeah. But Weird. 
All you know is that they were not tied to the place where you were. They were tied to somewhere else. Somewhere not fun. Somewhere spooky and full of mist. Yeah. And we sort of maybe almost started playing Curse of Ravenloft a little bit. Or Curse of Strahd. Strahd. (laughs) So close. Yeah. We were very close. Yeah. <laughs> we would have had to stop to do another like mini arc. <laughs> sure. That's what would have happened. <laughs> Just let me make jokes, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um but luckily for Cherish and Sid, who were being sucked into this weird mist. Uh, I think I think you mean Tatiana and Sergey? Oh yeah, yeah of we course. were fine. Yeah. Yeah. For the power of love, you are being transpo- transported to another realm. Mm-hmm. Just like in real life. And Tirza fucking ruined it. I'm glad she did. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you saw some funky stuff when you did that? Uh, yeah. I think I saw the gates, but yeah. Anyway, um, there's like this weird little, like, uh, thread thing and I grabbed it and it was attached to you guys and I pulled you out. It's weird. Hmm. Yeah. That's probably that's probably nothing. I wouldn't say that because <laughs> the the cloak at your shoulders said no, this is everything. Yeah. He did say that. <laughs> but yes. Like many uh like many an early aunts BuzzFeed article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Using a combination of the the mayor's memorial rings and some strange new power that Tears's cloak may or may not possess, you manage to find your way back to the center green at the middle of Blue Gulch in the real world. So way to go. Yay. Huzzah. We did it. Meanwhile, somewhere else, a servant named Rigel Goodbody managed to do enough damage in one fell swoop to the old mage to break her concentration and end the astral projection spell before... Well, yeah. (laughs) You still had a few hours to go until a real emergency was going to happen, but... But it was good that we got it figured out (laughs) pretty quick. You know, uh, approximately 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And in doing so, that also released Grawl from the astral plane. So that was nice. Thank you. And what was the thing that the the maggot wizard said about Zenerva? It didn't say anything. It no. just like pointed and was creepy about oh, I thought, it. I thought it said something. Okay. No, it. There was a moment of acknowledgement where it recognized that Zenerva had already been marked by a predator greater than itself. That's what it was. That which was is... the unsettling thing. I which... was trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That predator <laughs> being our own our friend Grawl, our our favorite <laughs> warlord. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there was also a, a little bit of uh, powwow at the beginning, talking about Grawl's apparently stolen destiny. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, one other thing of note would be, during your detective work in the Near Astral, you did stumble across a bit of information, specifically Sid did, um, that may have been slightly ignored in all of the hubbub, and that being that 
members of the Rift Keepers who are trained to detect portals and close them. Oh, God, that's right. Uh, are done so by a certain house of no elves. One, no one of any importance. <laughs> a certain house of elves from Fair Ames here. Mm, not ringing any bells. Called House Lyodon. Yeah, yeah. Who that is and what their deal is, you... Well, time yeah, will what's, tell. What's their deal? What's their deal? <laughs> what's their <steeds>? But anyway. <sighs> so yes, lot to recap from the last episode. Because a lot yeah. happened. Yeah. Which brings us to the now. Because we are... And the th still on the 30th of Shade, the day before you have to make some decision on whether or not you're going to be going to the summit at the Bulwark of Bone. And as such, we find Cherish, Tirza, Sid, wandering your way back to Ironstrike Metalworks, having dumped the rings back on their memorial platform and sloshed your way back across the small pond into the center green. And you've come into the area near Iron Strike Metalworks, hearing the familiar ringing of Kalkin's hammer as you approach. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's less wander. I mean, I don't know what you two are doing, but Cherish is definitely, like, like rushing? running at full yeah. speed. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Grawl. Yeah. You found yourself awake and well back in the Iron Strike residence. And you're probably going to have a, a, a little bit, maybe a, a f like a five-minute space before your friends show back up. Is there anything you would like to do, or do you just sit in silent contemplation of what you've just borne witness to? Hmm. <laughs> well, I don't have my, so my extra sword with me, so I'm not going to make decisions with that at the moment. So. It's it's nearby, at the very least. Okay. I'm assuming you kept it, like, with all of your stuff, but seeing as you got transported to the Astral Plane, sands most of your stuff. Hmm. No, I don't think I have anything that I want to do right at this moment. Okay. At least it's off the top of my head. Cool. Uh, give me a sanity check. Yep, okay. That's That's good. This is going to start becoming a regular thing. Just warn you right now. To remind our listeners, Reed will be using the sanity rules as cooked up in Shadows Over Drift Chapel. So yes, your sanity dice at the moment is a d12. Every time I call for a sanity check, you will roll that dice, and on a 1 or a 2, that is a failure. And we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So, Reed. Are we crossing that bridge? What did you roll? No, it was close though. It was really close. It was a three. Okay. Ooh, okay then. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you are still sane, and you sit in quiet contemplation. Your friends eventually come back. You round the street corner leading towards Iron Strike Metalworks, your eyes being dragged towards the low bunkhouse across the street where you saw the strange multi-torsoed mangling creature as it clattered across. What you are struck by the most, though, as you roll around the corner, is the approach of two familiar horses led by a young gangly man. Jeffy? 
as you see. No, it's uh, fucking what's his face? Kevin Edinson. Yeah. Oh. Leading yeah. the two horses that you loaned the Edinsons so that they could flee their farmstead. And as you come just sprinting around the corner, he gives you shocked looks. Uh, hello? Uh, hello? Hi, I'm just coming back by to return the horses that you, you loaned us. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you. Oh, okay then. <laughs> He's yeah. just like holding the reins for someone to take. I'll grab, I'll... yeah, I'll grab one of them. <laughs> okay. So, your other horses, I know one of them was named Aiden, I'm trying to remember... The other horse, my horse, mm -hmm. uh, did not have a name that we knew right. of, because it was the one that Jan just sort of stole from someone, probably. <laughs> right. So... Yeah. So, yes, uh, Aiden and TBD uh, yeah. are returned to you safe and sound. Um, soft too. No. Yeah. Yeah. As <laughs> return of the soft. Revenge of the soft. There you go. There we go. <laughs> I I actually wasn't trying to make a Star Wars re reference until I said it out loud, and then I realized <laughs> it had to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as I as I take it all, I'd be like, "Thank you for returning these. Sorry, we're." A lot has happened. Uh, and he's just kind of just like, okay, yep, yeah, okay. And sort of just like slowly backs away, a little out of fear, a little out of awe. And just like, clearly you're in the middle of something and this kid just showed up to return your horses. Good. Soth, meanwhile, looks on at all of this just with a dead-eyed <laughs> stare. Why is he like this? <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know at this point. <laughs> oh, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll I mean... The big bad of the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, you return yeah. to Iron Strike Metalworks. Grawl outside, you hear your companions uh, having a, a, a rushed conversation with some kid about returning horses. Oh, great, they're back. Don't <laughs> <laughs> well, be too excited. So much for my peace and quiet. <laughs> Yes, and the last time you all saw Grawl, he had frozen himself seemingly willingly uh, yeah. after talking about being in the archive. Cherish, uh, <laughs> like that fucking Phineas and Ferb meme just kicks open the door. Grawl, holy fuck! <laughs> what, 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 what? Are you okay? What happened? Yeah, are you, like, what? I mean, it worked. Right. It, it did the did the those like creatures like attack you? Like, are you okay? Is oh no, no, okay? I was much much smarter than them. I was, I was gone. Yeah, she dipped. Okay. Okay. I, fi I figured it's... that would happen. Well, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that again. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What? What happened to you when you? Yeah, you know, when your when your sword poofed, were, you got... were you were you frozen or? I mean, 
yes and no. I mean, I went to the archive and there were bug things shooting lightning at me. I thought I told all this to you. Did I not say that? No, you said that. Anyways, I went back. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I went back to try to figure out a way around all of this to try and find some information, and I couldn't find anything because I don't like their organizational system. (sighs) Is it, it like, old and, like, outdated? Um, It is both the oldest method and the newest method. Uh, It's organized by time. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Further study is required. I don't... Yes. Anyways, couldn't find though. anything. So, who needs a drink? Because I feel like after that experience, I need to drink something. I mean, it is only like 10.30, so mm-hmm. maybe not the best practice. And Quarter past 11, actually. Quarter, Quarter past, past 11. 11. Uh, oh, that's right. It's not even noon yet. <laughs> a lot has happened. It feels like it's been an eternity. Mm. Oof. So what do you do? Uh, you Cherish is out of feathers, right? I, I have a feather. Yes. So I gave yeah. Sid... I don't Sid, know that, though. Sid used the Phineas Vinebrook one. But I still have another I one. Two left, and I gave him one, and then I just used the other one. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you ask? Uh... uh just because we don't. I mean, I, I mean I'm assuming the. Her. Yeah, I'm assuming the old mage is fine, but like. Yeah, yeah good idea. Uh, and then I go through my, uh, my bag, pull out the feather. Uh, anyone care to do the honors? I mean, I could, I could do it. It's your feather. Yeah. You, you could. You don't have to use the. You could just use your pocket watch that you have now. I can only do that once, once per day. day. Oh, really? That's annoying. Magic is so strange. I don't it understand. Is. It's weird. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's weird. Here you go. Cherish. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. You good? <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> uh. Hey boo. Yeah, actually, what what I'm, you doing? I'm, what, what, what up? <laughs> you up? Uh, I made that joke last time. Um, yeah. I'm I'm actually debating should I send it to her or Rigel? I guess I don't know what hap- what happened, so I guess I'll just send it to her. The last feather you sent was to was, Rigel. Yeah, like I don't. I was trying to decide if I should just do that again. But. So you would know that if the message gets to somebody who is unconscious or incapacitated in some way the message will still be delivered they just won't be up to hear it because it is an audible yeah. message yeah right. maybe to Rigel then yeah I'm gonna send another message to Rigel um, and just ask like you know is she okay is everything okay okay that's all yeah. you send is everything okay also we're fine yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Right. Rigel's like, I don't know who that was, and I don't care. <laughs> I gave him a English accent for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So yeah uh, I think he had one. Yeah. Yes. A very fine, proper gentleman. Yeah. That's Tears' approximation of what his voice sounds like. Uh, 
after a moment, you do get a response. The, the silver bird flashes away and then flashes back. And Rigel's voice comes out and says, uh, I got to time out these words. Zenerva is safe, resting now. Mm-hmm. She will contact you tomorrow morning. Okay. 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 Whew. Crisis averted. Yes. I feel like we kind of made that one, though. Like a little bit. Did we? I don't know. I mean, how could we have possibly known that would happen? No, we, we couldn't have known, but we also could have just, like, I don't know, had a lazy day. <laughs> I mean, you still can. It's only 11. Yeah, that's true. Um... <laughs> Naps for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you want to take uh, a short rest? <laughs> I mean, I'm down like about half my HP. Oh, that's <laughs> from <true>. lightning. <laughs> oh, that's oh yeah. Just in case we run into yeah. other bullshit. And I like make spell slots back. I like make the joke about everyone taking naps, and then I'm like, I look at Grawl, and I'm like, oh shit, maybe he really does need a nap. It's got like slightly singed like hair and you smell smoke. Cherish, could you give me a arcana check as you're observing Grawl's wounds? Yes. No no advantage. There is nothing to gain advantage with. I know, I know. I just want to keep asking. (laughs) Sad and worried. That is a 21. All right. When you see the the long burn marks that were scored across Grawl's torso, you are immediately aware that if astral projection had been the thing that cast you all to different places, then it would have been your astral form and Grawl's physical body shouldn't have suffered any damage. I made him take his shirt off? No, but, like, there's a big burn mark across his, like, armor. Oh, okay. Or whatever he was okay. wearing. Um. So the fact that he has physical damage on his person is super weird. Well, yeah, it's super weird, but, like... Oh, sorry, but, yeah, because he's not threadless. Um... I'm still operating under that assumption. But well, it's... because I mean, it wouldn't like it'd be like it's weird, but like I'm I'm thinking like it's weird because our whole fucking situation is weird. Maybe like like we took damage during the trials, and that is presumably where we were then too. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, it, it, this whole experience has raised a whole bunch of questions about exactly what the nature of the trials was, where you all were during that, because. As far as you can tell, you did disappear. Everyone seemed to be yeah. of the same opinion about us. that. Yeah. Yeah. But if the astral projection spell, and this is just like scholarly knowledge you would have, mm-hmm. the physical okay. body stays on the material plane. Right. And an astral dream self is projected out. Yeah. That is clearly not what happened. No. And it, oh, yeah, to any of us, like including Zenerva. 
I mean, no one was inside to observe precisely what happened, so you're not 100% on that. But Right. Yeah. I mean, that's like the first fucking Oof. question I'm going to ask her tomorrow. How um, would she know? Well, that's what I'm going to ask. Like, like, what happened to you? Like, were you able to observe anything, or were you just, like... Oh, gotcha, yeah. Like, functionally dead for, you know, 45 minutes? Yikes. Yeah. I would, be curious, I would be curious to find out if, like our bodies disappeared yeah there's... obviously there's no way we would find that yeah. out but that's really strange well presumably our bodies did disappear because when we reappeared we weren't here right yeah hard to say hey mike really quick have mm -hmm. we just not noticed that um we have unconscious bodies lying on the floor <laughs> No. Is this a weird a time thing? thing? I mean, it's a good thing to ask. Sure, yes. yeah. You know, we have to kill our unconscious bodies so we don't cause a time paradox or something. No, and here is the thing. Checking the watch and cherish with your keen mind feet, you would be able to tell exactly what time it was. Almost precisely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it seems as though time passed while you were in the astral plane. Which right. is unusual. Which is very unusual. Yeah. And it seems to... The, at least the time on the watch and the time that you have in your brain are roughly the same. Yeah. Because I believe with Keen Mind you can just tell when sunset and sunrise is. Not necessarily yes. the exact time of mm -hmm. day. Not the hour, but like the yeah the math or right. whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a whole lot weird going on right now. Yeah. And then something about us not having threads makes it so we aren't frozen. Seems that yeah. way, yeah. It yeah. seems that way. And something about Grawl's sword makes it so he can at least temporarily suspend his thread. Which, like, Super that is weird. a whole other can of worms. <laughs> moths, actually. Or moths, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole closet full Ew. of moths. Ew. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. I'm sorry, bud. Um, so what do you do? Yeah. Like... Do you spend the rest of the day staring at each other going, Oof. <laughs> 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 we we wait for the 18 minutes for it to be noon and then we all go grab a drink <laughs> is that the plan is that what you guys want to do i mean i still can't drink but oh, i yeah. will come yeah. accompany you um i also I, god i want to know what's going on with that fucking horse not horse like i don't want to take it back to the mayor because like the horse doesn't like the mayor, but also the horse isn't a horse. Yeah, what if the horse doesn't want to be near the mayor because it wants to go out and cause untold exactly, evil? Exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> like, ah, oh, boy. And, can can I mean, we call it bad horse? Bad horse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thoroughbred of sin? <laughs> I think that one. Uh -huh. I think it is. Um, you got the application <laughs> that we just sent in. <laughs> Stop. We can't do this. Uh -huh. nope. Oh, um, just kidding. This is what this is now. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you wish to continue investigating Soth? Do you wish to go get a drink? Do you wish to sit down and rest? The day is yours. Mm. I'm just simulating the world for you. You have your own decisions to make. I mean, I'd be fine just walking around. I don't know. Decompressing a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I I could do that too. Really fast though. Cherish, do you say anything about still being curious about the the not horse? Yes. Okay. Um, Can I... Can I, can I do divine sense on the not horse? Sure. Cool. And then we can be done with like we could just be like, okay, it's not a horse. There's gonna be so many more questions. <laughs> well, I mean, there's all re- like the 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 reins and like the bit are magic, so like mm-hmm. I really want to take it out, but like I also really don't want to do that. <laughs> Here's what we'll do. We'll give Soth the deck of many things. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. And, and then the horse is going to have uh, like a wish. Uh-huh. Oh no. That's how it's going to work. And it won't wish anything. It'll just stare at us for the rest of time. Question mark, question mark, profit? <laughs> Can a horse draw a card? Would it just like paw at With it? With its big dexterous lips. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. So, you use your divine sense and cast a okay. glance at Soth, and overwhelming evil radiates from yeah. the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you do not detect any fiend, celestial, fae, or undead, besides the ones that are in your company. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Uh, are there any underneath us at this point in time? Because sometimes there are. Good callback. Where you are in town? No, there would not be. Okay. Cool. But good. there was near the center of town. Mm-hmm. Huh. Weird. Which, right. like, what's yeah. going on with that? Yeah. Why? Um, this podcast should just be called Questions, the podcast. Look, if I didn't have at least a dozen dangling plot hooks at any one time, <laughs> y'all just sit around drinking beer and having a good time, and we can't have that. Um, no. Not allowed. <laughs> now let's go drink so, yes. some beer and have a good time. The- <laughs> The 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 not horse soth is overwhelmingly evil. Cool. So, uh, how does tears I feel about that? Tears tears just like takes a step back. I mean, it's not undead or a fiend. It's not a fiendish horse. It it's technically, not, it technically doesn't taste my blade. Yeah, <laughs> and no death. How does the jar sheer feel about something being overwhelmingly evil? And also well, not an animal. And, and like, to be. and like, not an animal. Uh, Let's focus on the overwhelmingly evil part. <laughs> I, 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 both seem to be tangential, or no, wait, the opposite, where they're very related. Um, yeah, I think Tears just like takes a step back and says, "We should not take this horse with us when we go." Should we take it back to the mayor? No, I like this horse. Uh, this mean, horse well, is... Grawl, Grawl, listen to me. Mm-hmm. This horse is overwhelmingly evil. Deeply and to its core. You know what the concept of evil is, right? 
Yeah, I do, but like, evil's a matter of perspective, is it not? No. <laughs> not in this case. <laughs> not in this game that we're playing. Mechanically, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is a valid point. What is, what is yeah. evil, really? That, that horse, horse is! is. <laughs> Apparently that horse is evil! That is the horse Whatever that is the means. center of all evil in the universe. Uh -huh. I, it might be. It's it... overwhelmingly. <laughs> Somehow this is some really long, uh, like, drawn-out way of Mike just saying he doesn't like horses. And this is his version of... <laughs> it's like, just a right... It actually is yeah, just all a horses are horse. overwhelmingly evil. Yep. I mean, most horses are not to be trusted. I don't know about overwhelmingly evil. This particular neutral horse. Good. Yeah. Uh, chaotic neutral. Um, I've seen horses bite people. But. Yeah. I have to. Yes, it's... you get the a, a distinct smell, because that's usually how these things resolve for you, Tirza, is yeah. a, a, a strange smell of some kind. And uh, soft smells of rotting corpses, blood... And the trodden dead. I'm gonna say all of those things out loud to Grawl. I don't smell it. Well, I have powers given to me by gods, so... Me too. I hold up a sword. Is that who gave you that? A god? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, At this point, it doesn't I, really matter. I think it might. You know what? We we just we like we like just dealt we, with a guy who didn't know what he was involving himself with, and he's dead now. Mm -hmm. We just did that. And mm -hmm. Grawl, I, I uh, look. I love you guys, and I don't want any of you to die. So maybe stop. <laughs> With the so, whatever is happening. So what I'm hearing right now is we stop worrying about the horse and we get a drink. We return the horse and then get a drink? I Why feel don't we better think about, about returning the horse while we go get the drink? How about you guys go get a drink and I'll meet up with you? Okay, who's taking the horse? <laughs> Me. Can that's, we trust I, I'm one of us with alone with the horse? Mm, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> as far as you've just, had the horse, it's been a perfectly right, pliable just, horse. Just yeah. with it, like, and it helped us so much with those devils. It bit yeah. the throat out of one. It was it, amazing. Yeah. I mean, it did. It's true. It didn't conspire with the devils. <laughs> so that's always a good thing. I guess to consume the devils to become stronger. And I've like very possible. And 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 right up until this exact moment when I did this thing, which I should not have done, I'm realizing now, I did like it because it seemed to dislike the mayor and the the enemy of my I don't know what he is, but I just don't I, I find him distasteful as a person is my friend. And <laughs> <laughs> even more so now, right? Like what was what was that? Why did he give us an evil horse? Well, I just meant like all the gazebo stuff. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that was that was strange. That was weird. Hmm. Okay, so we're gonna get a drink first and then return the horse. 
I don't think we should leave the horse alone. I, well, I mean, we have several times already. <laughs> and, and it leaves and comes back after <sighs> doing who knows what. Yeah, I know. It's terrifying. <laughs> who knows? Carrie just looks at the ground. Carrie she also does there. that. What? She has wandered off to go do whatever. Sure. She's fine. Yeah. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. You left the plane, dumbass. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think Tirza would have figured that out. I Yeah. I, is that how that works? Give me an insight roll. Cool. I'm, I'm pretty good at that. Uh, yeah, 20. You realize two things. One... Yes, when you left the plane, in all probability, Carrie either tried to follow you and couldn't, or just vanished because your connection to the material plane was severed. And two, your cloak is very focused on the fact that Grawl so hard-bittenly shifted the subject away from his sword. Damn it, and Mike. I, I'm sorry. Did you say, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Did you say Grosso? <laughs> Stuff to tell. Talking about. Hey, that's why I gave my Forgebound item an intelligence twice as high as mine. <laughs> I was going to be really mean. It's what a four. Ah, that'd be mean, but I wouldn't say that. Grawl would say that. But yes, suspicion and mistrust radiates from your cloak. Towards Grawl. I don't know if I push right now if he'll answer, though. Because he's a stubborn butt. And also Reed is shaking his head saying he won't. I'm simply saying that you are aware of this fact. Yep. Alright. I will note that. We should... Okay, so we're returning the horse first, then celebrating not dying second. And then we should pick up rations. And then we should pick up supplies. Yeah, if we're still going. I mean, I'm still under the impression we're going. Okay. I I see no reason why not to. Okay. So, you... All four of you are heading up to the mayor's mansion to return Soth, the very evil not horse. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Thankfully, you have Does... two horses with you so that uh, none of you are lacking a mount. Or, I mean, it depends on if you want to ride the very evil horse. Sorry, not a horse. Yeah, I think that, like, because I was going to be like, nah, Cherish does, but God, yeah, no. the And not even the evil part, really, which is probably, like, not great is the evil part is not what's getting hurt though this is not a horse <laughs> it could just be a dude if it was just an evil horse that i mean that'd be fine yeah but, it's but riding something that's not a horse. a horse yeah to be fair the only thing that you've had tell you it's not a horse is another horse so you're taking the word of a horse well, to also, say that the thing is not a horse. Which yeah. also might be evil. We don't know. I didn't check that horse's alignment. 
No, I'm Co- pretty. I'm pretty sure my horse is not evil. Kono is decidedly neutral. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I figured. <laughs> okay, that's fair, but also like, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, it's I mean... just still wigging me out though. So up to you. Anyway, uh, Tirza, do you take the time to resummon Carrie? Um. I think I can do that while moving. Yeah, or do I need... I might that? actually need... That might be a ritual. I might need to... It's ten minutes. So, if you want to take ten minutes, yeah, you can uh, resummon we your can steed. We can wait ten minutes. Because yeah, you, you generally can't be uh, casting and moving at the same time. Yeah. So, resummoning your reindeer... She eventually comes clopping out from around a corner. She may have just been gone, or maybe that's just how she appears. Um, and then, yeah, you each have your own mounts, plus very evil, not a horse. Mm-hmm. Akiri was also under the impression that Soth wasn't a horse. Yeah, but that was more because of the throat biting and not because of any, like, instinctual animalistic instincts. Which, um, admittedly, is a very not-horse-like behavior. Yeah, 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 true. So look, I'm just saying the evidence is stacking up. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just <laughs> We can't prove anything yet. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in a le- in a court of law. In a court of law, are... we still don't know that it's not a horse. It's very difficult to prove a negative. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's yeah. uh So gathering up your things, you head out of town. And begin heading north up the riverbank towards the the mayor's estate and the sugar plantations that surround it. It is uh, not a far ride. Yeah. While we are going up, I want to ask, well, A, I mean, I assume we should just inform Grawl of the fact that, like, the inside of the gazebo was spooky and all this weird stuff was on the walls and also the thing with the rings. Um, yeah. And then also ask if we're going to ask the mayor about that. Oh, Cherish is going to ask the mayor about it. Okay. <laughs> to That's be good. fair, up until now, Grawl had been the only one to see the inside of the gazebo. And last time he did that, the mayor showed up and was not overly enthused about somebody doing that. Yeah, well, I'm not so sure it's a good idea to tell ended. the mayor about that. Yeah, the world almost ended, so... Um... So you head up to the mayor's mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Cherish seems to be of the opinion that uh, talking to the mayor about that spooky, spooky gazebo is the correct course of action. Uh, mm, yeah. I mean, do uh, does does any of us have any relevant information that might inform us about like what the connection t- the mayor has to the gazebo or like what his deal is? Maybe. Do any of us? I mean, we saw that sword, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tears that saw the sword. Oh, it was just Tears that saw the sword. What, in the house? Oh, no, No, yeah, in the the gazebo. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Because I saw the sword in the house. I'm I'm fully here for, like, telling you guys, yeah, he has the sword that was in... There was a... There was a man, and he was wielding the sword that's in the house. Yes. But it... 
a lot. Sid, the name Sergey comes to you. Sergey, yeah. Uh, is that his name? I don't know. The name just popped up in my head. Feels right. Um. I don't think we should tell the mayor. <laughs> I mean, he already knows. No, no, no. That we went to the gazebo. He already knows. He already knows? How do you know that he How already knows? How do you knows? know? Yeah. He didn't show up. He somehow knew the last time. Yeah, but maybe he was there. Yeah, but I would assume he would have shown up if he had known this time. Yeah, he hasn't popped up. Why don't we just not mention it? And if he does mention it, we don't have to lie. But we just don't have to mention it in the first place. I mean, I would like to know what is going on. It's weird. I mean, he hasn't spooky. told us so far, so why would he start now? That's true. Just uh, Exactly, exactly. See, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything right with it or not. I'm just saying he's not going to tell us. Mm -hmm. You aren't curious at all about what's of going on, Grawl? I'm... No, 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 Grawl. Oh, I know you're curious. Yeah. I, um... Well, I had a strong indication last time uh, that I was at the gazebo. I was going to die in a weird vampire-like death. Yeah, it's just weird since you guys seem all chummy and he was telling you all that stuff. Right, right, right. He told me that after About the I decided cultists. to not... I, I, yeah. Again, again, not entirely my fault. Okay? <laughs> Anyways, wrapping back around to me almost dying via vampire. Uh, yeah, he is like... He will mess with your mind. You can't fight back, okay? I don't think us going to his house and dropping and saying, Hey, uh, y'all hung out at, at, at the gazebo is like 100% the best idea. Well, if he can mess with people's minds, then... Maybe he shouldn't have been the mayor for 300 years. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe, Maybe that's, that's why he's the mayor for 300 years. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there you go. The, there are Anyways. It, the way the government is set up here, and the, the church <laughs> explains Blue Gulch's entire system of government. Uh, while we're walking <laughs> by. <laughs> <laughs> why, why are you looking at that book, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so as you move towards the mayor's house, you're having this discussion. Eventually you come up the small rise and you see the mansion. Between you and there, there are long fields of sugarcane uh, being tended to as the uh, plantation workers go about their day. It is probably approaching mm, 1230 in the afternoon when you reach the mansion. You lead your horses and assorted not-horses past the large, ostentatious statue of the mayor that uh, girds the front of his mansion. Classic. Where do you go? What do you do? Just front door, I assume. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, occasionally uh, plantation workers in the fields will, like, bob their heads up and see you moving past. Uh, a couple of them might wave towards Cherish. You do see uh, Sweet Scale working like the main field. Mm -hmm. She is this brightly colored lizard folk. 
But yeah, as you uh, hit your horses out front, as well as soft, uh, you go towards the front door and knock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. With okay. the incredibly gauche bat knockers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, precisely on the third knock, the door will <coughs> swing open and uh, a familiar lurching form moving with a, a lumbering metal foot will clomp into view and Igor, the mayor's manservant, will say, Ah, oh, my friends, welcome, welcome. What an unexpected delight. I'm sure. Hello. Please, come in, come in. What do we owe the pleasure here? Uh, the that horse. The, the horse. Ah, Thoth, I see. Yes, the mayor had said he'd loaned him out. Yep. Mm-hmm. We were definitely always planning on returning. That's good, that's good. He can be a bit of a rambunctious scamp at times. You don't say. <coughs> Indeed, I do. Well. Uh, what is he? Oh, he's the mayor's <laughs> favorite horse. But he's not, but he's, like, not a horse, though. He's, like, full to the brim with evil. It's weird. And Igor, who is this hunched person with just, like, ropey scars across his face. His one eye is a lot lower than the other one. His forehead's weird and lumpy. Uh, his hands look as though they've been stitched together by a series of other hands. His hair is clearly belonging to somebody else that's been stitched to the top of his head. And he'll say, I'm sorry, I don't follow. <laughs> I, I mean, like, uh, he is evil and he bites the throats out of devils and... um isn't a horse. He eats metal. Horses don't do that. That's true. If you wanted to disguise something as a horse, you shouldn't have had it eaten metal. I and Igor will give you a, a genuinely confused look and say, I'm sorry, I'm not quite sure I'm following. Yeah, maybe we're I, asking the wrong person these questions. That's true. That's fair. Oh, do, uh, do you want to speak to the master? I don't know if that's necessary. Unless Cherish and Tirza just like glare. And you're all standing inside the the atrium to this place with its huge curving stairs that lead up to the second level. All of the windows are shut. It's weirdly dark in here. And again, it's just got that empty ghostly quality to it. And you're just having this discussion. The door is still open behind you. I mean, cherish. No, oh, that's fine. <laughs> Insight check, please. What? I mean, yeah, you don't even need to. That was a that was no. that was a goof, but I did uh, jokingly roll a twenty-two. So <laughs> the, the the passive aggression is thick and buttery and can be spread on toast. It's full of calories. <laughs> uh, that that won't be necessary, but um. He's returned to you. Well, I'm Thor. The mayor will be most pleased. Maybe just ask him. You know why he's loaning out things that aren't horses. Don't. I mean, don't. Don't. If it's going to be an issue, I understand he's your boss, but well, if you wish me to look into the issue, I I will certainly try. But it's, um, it's fine. Honestly, and. Igor will get a little bit low and conspiratorial. 
and say, I try not to ask about the the weirder things. It's a rather ghost. Ghost. Untoward. Ah. Yeah. Well. Well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's always a pleasure uh, catching up. So we got to go now, I think. Of course. Right, guys? Yeah. An absolute pleasure. I will inform the mayor, and I'm sure he will reward you uh, handsomely for the return of his horse. Oh. I, I mean, we're just we're giving it back because it was loaned to us. Yeah. It, it's not yeah. like we found him. Oh, well. But, like, but what, did he, what did he have in mind? Just curious. Oh, that is for the mayor to decide, of course. Leastways, I think he may want to speak with you uh, anyway, so I'm sure he will contact you before the evening is out, what with you all leaving for the northern end of the drylands tomorrow and all. So, he's going to seek us out tonight anyways. I believe that was the plan. Well, then we should just talk to him if we're going to talk to him later. Right, guys? I mean, if he's not busy, I guess. Yeah. And Igor will kind of glance outside and like, oh, unfortunately, the, the master's a little indisposed at the moment, getting his beauty sleep, you know. Mm. So he's not o- awake? or No. So we can't see him now. Sitting. I'm sorry, I'm not following this conversation. He's a vampire. I, <laughs> I understand that he's a vampire. I was just he's been the during impression. the day. He has, but... I was under the impression he was going to talk to us now. Is that... Am I not following something here? No, I think he was going to appear mysteriously at some point tonight and Uh, and chat with us. And Igor will smile and say, though you already know him so well. Yeah. So when it happens, should we like pretend to be like surprised? It's usually best if you do. Okay, great. I'll work on work on Surprise face. <laughs> Many of us here working for the master uh, attempt to make him feel good about these sorts of things. It's kind of sad, but okay. unbelievable. <laughs> All right, I'm walking away. <laughs> okay, great. Cherish, as you're walking outside, uh, you see a four-winged raven resting on the, the stirrup of your horse, kind of just, like, looking around. Oh, hey. You're, uh, out and about. And it'll, like, look at you and then just flap up into the sky and vanish. Such good friends. It's like a, like a feral... He, he's like a feral dog that you have to just, like... That's true. Uh, not... That's so cute. I'm sure he would find that very patronizing, but it, that's so... Would. No, he would. But he probably wouldn't say no to food. <laughs> I don't know what imps eat. Cherish is saying all this out loud. <laughs> and uh coughing voice will say, Barbecue! That makes sense. There is barbecue in town. There is barbecue in town. Hmm. Hmm. So, you have returned the mayor's horse. And have been told that uh, he will attempt to contact you later this evening. Due to your 
previously discussed plans, of course. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Which is news to all of you. Yeah. yeah. So what do you do? Where do you go? Drinks. Drinks. Speak up at once. <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Tears doesn't suggest drinks. That was Olivia, but... <laughs> yes. Called, shot... Actually, Grawl and I found a really nice sort of mellow place last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. No. Very specifically, they don't. No. Are are you? I guess we could. I guess we could get food to wash down the. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. What's that? What was that one place that gave us the free drinks the one time? With the barbecue. That was the barbecue place. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, could go there. Yeah, I mean, I would know what it's called, but I Elliot doesn't know. <laughs> Uh, so many notes. So many notes. So many notes. Yeah, I'm looking forward as well. <laughs> Whatever it's called, we should go. This there. is yeah. This yeah. is why. This is why it. It's Buster's Barbecue now. <laughs> no, it, it's 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 the seared uh, steak. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. I remember so I things that I made up. I thought it was gray. So you decide to go to the seared steak? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Okay. Heading back into town is another about hour, so by the time you roll back in, it is closer to two in the afternoon. Oh, yeah, I'm hungry. Um, and yeah, you Four haven't really eaten some breakfast. So you head there, get some food, get some drinks, uh, including some nice iced tea if you wish it. There is non-alcoholic <gasps> stuff served here. Yes. Nice tea. Indeed. 18 more days. As you ride back into town, you see a large column of dust coming up from the north. Huh. Oh. Moving south towards town. Okay. Uh, is it in such a way that we might be able to intercept it just to see what's going on. You would have to ride through town and go towards the north road. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think? Well, I'm just. I, I can't remember. But what day were were, were the uh, the hobgoblins supposed to be here? Oh, the end of it. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got. Okay, so we have a way. So it's not that. Sure. And also, I mean, hopefully, it's not. I guess. Because... I guess it could be. Presumably, we're all going there, which would be a great time for them. To do that. And also, that was and also that was the plan before or attacked entourage of them, so they might have advanced their plans. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. fine. We should go check that out, though. We should go check it out. Yeah. You know, fuck yeah. it. Okay, so drinks to go. Is that an option? Is this a is this like a like a New Orleans kind of town? <laughs> can you can you carry yeah. here? I mean, you can, but finding a place that you can get drinks quick enough to then just stroll on to the north of town might be tricky. But yeah, moving to the north, you see that other people are sort of filtering that way as well. This dust cloud has not gone unnoticed by the town of the townspeople of Blue Gulch. By the time you reach the spoke of the wheel that is the road leading out of town. 
you can see that there is uh, a small crowd gathering at the outside of the called shot, which is the first big building that you hit as you're moving through town. And you see which is what is causing the huge dust cloud. And that is a gang of what looks like armored knights sailing into town on a big old ripple of ground that is sort of like uprooting beneath them. Yeah. That was my first And as guess. as they hit the edge of town, they quote unquote dismount from this earth wave. And they there's like a large stooge-esque moment where some of them go stumbling forward and some of them like dismount and look all cool as they slide forward, but there's a lot of guys that don't really know how to do the whole stopping thing dramatically quite yet, and they just go rolling to the ground and there's a clattering of armor and an oof practice. Does this leave like tilled earth behind them? No. Okay. But yes, as the like this all the roads. this gang of edge masons comes bumbling into town, as is their wont, you see at their head a fire maned Genasi man. Hey, Captain Brightheart, what's up? All that sucks appeal. As Captain Balthasar Brightheart leads the edge masons into town. Did we know his name was Balthazar? I don't know. I don't think we did. I don't also, think we did, because also, I'm charmed. <laughs> also, if those at home, if you're paying attention, didn't remember that fucking Kevin guy's name, but <laughs> Captain Brightheart from, like, <laughs> six months ago. Oh, yeah, I'm still, <laughs> still on the mind. <laughs> so, yes, as the Edge Masons dismount and come into town, you are all on your mounts watching them enter, and as this shifting cadre of armored individuals with their huge telltale two-handed weapons, maul swords, halberds, come marching through, I need you all to give me perception checks. Okay. Oof. Oh, it's cocked. Fuck. Nat 20. Ooh, nice. Uh, 100% not a 20. Uh, 24 for Sid. Nice. Cherish, what was that? 15. 15, and Grawl with the nat 1. Oh, yeah. Cool. Those are really cool clouds. Yeah, Grawl, your attention is almost aggressively pulled down to your left arm where you feel that, that itching kind of growth <laughs> that's been bothering you for the last few days coming up on your forearm and the vision that you saw not a few hours ago of that twisted version of yourself has become all the more troubling i need you to roll me a sanity check neat fyi uh, this is going to happen every time you botch on something now oh fuck me well that's fine because it's an 11 okay you're good there are prices to be paid for these things. But the rest of you notice a distinct uptick in scaly belts and straps and scale hide cloaks uh, on all of these knights as they're coming into town. Uh, a lot of those scaled accoutrements are weirdly pale. Oh, you know, oh. you 
You gotta, you can't, waste not, want not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see at least one of them with what looks like a buckler made out of a pterodactyl skull. Nice. Now Hell that yeah. Is that is cool. like strapped to their forearm so the beak is like coming down in front of their fist. Yes. Very That's cool. So badass. Yep. These guys look like they've wandered straight out of Monster Hunter. <laughs> in their midst, Cherish. Yep. You see Jet. You're gonna be in trouble. It's me. I'm in trouble. Um. <laughs> and as they're coming into town and appraising themselves, some of them like flexing and looking cool in front of the townsfolk. Oh, Jesus. Look, the Edge Masons are known for being boisterous, and at their head is both Captain Brightheart as well as Commander McFeeg, the uh, the halfling with the enormous great sword over one shoulder, sort of like leading these people into town, seeing as this is his territory after all. But just behind is the the form of Jet, with a, a big hammer over one shoulder, and he'll stop abruptly as he sees the four of you mounted on the side of the road. And he'll just stare at you, Cherish, for a moment before clenching his jaw and then continuing to walk behind his commanding officers. Okay. Uh, with my at 20, can I notice that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Tears are just like... Does a little... Um, what's the opposite of forearm? Bicep? The other one. Bicep. Bicep. <laughs> Whew. This just like squeezes, cherishes like bicep and shoulder a little bit. Just so like, sorry, bud. I'm not sorry. I did the right thing. Yeah. Um, so are they, they heading into town? They seem to be heading towards the city hall. Which you know is not only the the main governmental office, but also the headquarters of the Haven Guard as well. We should probably find out what's going on there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, can, can we? Food yeah. At City Hall? As as you say <laughs> that, your stomach definitely like snarls and twists. Uh, can I try to get the captain's attention? Sure. Like a... I don't know what that would be. Try to get... Or can I just shout, Hey! Hey, babe! <laughs> you can... Hey, hot boy! <laughs> hey, hot stuff! What's going on? <laughs> you want to call out to no. Commander Brightheart? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Um, he will see you, very obviously, on your giant glowing celestial reindeer, and then mm-hmm. raise his... A uh, big halberd towards you, and then come striding over as he says a quick word to Jan, who is going to lead the rest of the Edge Masons off towards mm-hmm. City Hall. Captain Brightheart comes over, the big flowing mane of fire hair that comes down in these like intense mutton chops, framing right. his uh, tan but leaning towards red-looking skin, and he'll say, "Hail and well met, heroes." Howdy. Well, well met. It's a, Any It's a any pleasure news? to see you again. Yeah. News. Well, I should be asking you. Um 
lot. Yeah, did so any? So much has happened, but like stuff that he is gonna know or care about. No, uh, I mean, no, we haven't. I mostly just wondered if you'd run into any more, uh, or well, if you had run into any hobgoblin parties Troubles on your way here. Mm. Well, the good news is is that Jan isn't as big of a drunk a fool as I thought. This is confirmation. Good. Look, there was a 50-50 chance that him telling us that we needed to rush down here to stop a hobgoblin incursion was a utter and total nonsense. So the fact that you're saying it's true that means a lot. Great. But Glad we could help. As far as other hobgoblins on the road, no. Haven't run into a lick of them. Can't say the Any same more? for the kobolds, though. More co- Oh, so there's more been more? Kobolds. There were two more incursions after you left. Oh. From underground? Yes. Second time, we followed the bastards back down in. Showed them what for. Thankfully, we recovered a few of our people when we chased them back to their warrens. Oh, good. Oh, good. Most of the battalion, plus the rest of the trainees, are still holed up at the, the tower, but... We spared what men we could to come down and help with this quote-unquote hobgoblin incursion, but apparently that is a real thing, so here we go. Maybe. I mean, we definitely did run into them. Um, and there I don't was, know. There's and definitely... we did discover a missive. Yeah. 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 Um, so. But didn't... I mean, you know, like, whoever hears from the old mage, right? But, like, you didn't, like, hear anything from her at all on your way down? Funny you should mention. Mm-hmm. Young Jet there disappeared hmm, about a week ago. Right from underneath our noses. Strangest hmm. thing. Very strange. And in his place, the old mage popped up out of nowhere. Huh. Huh. She had a thing or two to say about what the goings-on down here. She couldn't confirm the whole hobgoblin mess, but I'm glad you were able to. She'd said something about, uh, and he'll look around, realm scars. Right. And he'll give you a big wink. Yeah. And he'll look around, and like, out of the, one of his like, hip plates, he'll pull it aside and show you a big silver pocket watch. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I pull out of from out of my sleeve a uh, pocket watch and put it back in. And he goes, ah. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Man, it's real hard to like get on the same page with people about that one, huh? Yeah. <sighs> and you don't have to deal uh, with a bunch of mumbling edge masons all day. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did close the one down here. Yes. Oh. Yeah, well, there was one. Double good news. Excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Are y'all uh, heading to uh, City Hall? That was the plan. I was going to link up with the Haven Guard captain here, see if we could confirm that's Hobgoblin business, though you've saved me the trouble of that. But And to see if the Edge Masons were needed here at all, or if we just leave Yon down here and get back to our jobs. I mean, you know... The latter, probably. (laughs) 
and he'll sort of like lean in conspiratorially again. And it's tough to do that when you're all on horses, but he is a, a and tall when he's genasi. On fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fire is strangely not hot when you get near him. No, I just mean like it's hard to look conspiratorial. Sure. It's hard to look like a secretive when you're on fire. <laughs> and there's definitely townsfolk like watching this interaction happening as the heroes of Blue Gulch talk to this really <laughs> aggressively heroic looking edge mason. Yeah. <laughs> or quite a sight. Yeah. So when he flashed the watch, it was just like, this guy doesn't know how to do this, right? Oh, no, he doesn't. Awesome. And it's fine. It's yeah. not that big a deal. As opposed really. to when Camion talked to that one Haven guard and there was this whole like oh, exchange of like, secret <laughs> code codes for... and fucking who even knows what was going on with that. <laughs> Yeah, clearly Captain Brightheart isn't exactly the most subtle of people. I hadn't noticed. But he he will say, so there was no uh, leakage at the hole that you closed? I don't know what you mean. What do you mean leakage? Nothing was seeping out of the crack. There. Are we? Are we talking? This is in character. Tirza is like hanging off of Gary. Um, is he talking about your journal? (laughs) Whose journal? Sid. Sid. My journal. Yeah, your journal. Your poop journal. Oh, that journal. Sorry, that was. I yeah, forgot that a, that was canon. Yeah. Um, was it canon? I don't think it no. was. I don't think it's, oh, it's not. I know. Um, it can be now. <laughs> yes, but once once it was closed, everything went back in that had fallen out. Really? That's not usually how that works. Was that how it worked? That's not what you yeah. saw. No. Yeah. No. No. The two, the boss and a humongous devil it? continued to fight. No, there were, no, there were still, there were still devils. Yeah, did I think they escaped into the woods? What? No, what? Am I? They did. did I they did. To a different podcast. They did not disappear. It, yeah, they didn't like vanish. The devils that were still on this side of the realm scar are presumably still out there. Yeah. The giant blue ice devil was destroyed by the boss, and the boss vanished once the realm scar was closed, but he seems to have done that of his own recognizance. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have been working under some different assumptions. assumptions. Yeah. So, Uh, no, I'm not lying to this guy. (laughs) Um, God damn it, this is... Hey kids, yeah. don't play a character that's supposed to be smart if you're like <laughs> a huge idiot. It's just it makes your life so much harder. It just uh, life would be easier if you could actually take the keen mind feat. That's all. In real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In real life. Uh let's just say the spillage is still spilled. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There's Okay. Well, yeah, the leak hasn't been cleaned fully, if you know what I'm saying. We need to stop. (laughs) Still some crust around the rim. Got it. Yeah. Are we moving on to baking? (laughs) Yes. Well, 
There's thankfully, no jam on the table. <laughs> thankfully, my men and I are very good at cleaning up excess messes. Good. Mm-hmm. Killing monsters noticed... is what I'm talking about. Of yes, course. Right. What yeah, else could it be? What else could it be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if there's a farm... Oh, God, it was the archers. Yeah, there's some mondo spooky shit going on in there with these little, like, bark tree branch. Oh, God, yeah. I So much has happened. I literally forgot about that whole thing. Hmm. Infested with blights, eh? Sure. Yeah, something like that. Um, to you, I, here's what I was thinking. Maybe we could join them and going to City Hall. Uh, sharing our experiences couldn't be a bad thing. It'd be nice to be in on the loop as well. Potentially, I mean, if we're invited. Yeah, we wouldn't think to I mean, just look like I look think to... we've done enough to invite ourselves to things at this point. Captain Brightheart will say, You're more than welcome to come along if you like, though I fear it may be a dreadfully boring meeting. No monsters to slay inside Town Hall, as far as I can tell. Mostly we just wanted to talk to the local Haven Guard captain. I haven't personally met her before. Jan tells me she's uh, a handful. She's very scary and wonderful. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That explains a few things. Anyway, you're more than welcome to join if you wish. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, sure. Can we get food? If, if what we've seen could help at all with cleaning up the mess, then we'd be more than happy to come. Yeah. Perhaps, but like I said, you're welcome to come. Any information you w- wish to share, you're more than welcome to. Being pointed in the right direction usually helps with the edge masons. And who knows? Um, maybe this time she won't point at like a hundred crossbows at. I think that's th- mm. something she built in. I don't think everybody could fit in her office, though. She's probably going to have to requisition a meeting room. Yeah, and Captain Brighter will say, "A hundred crossbows, huh?" Well, like sure it was, it was a lot. Lord, he wasn't exaggerating. Okay then. Um, wow, this day's just full of surprises. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. as I said, you're welcome to come, but that is my next stop, and I had best uh, catch up before Jan sets off all of those crossbows. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. That's a fair. Yeah, yes. you should yeah. hurry probably. Mm-hmm. We're not the most tactful bunch in the Edge Masons. And so he will charge off, following after his troop of comrades. Do you follow? Guys. Is there like like a waffle window somewhere around here we can go through? (laughs) I'm starving. (laughs) I'm so hungry, guys. But we should probably go. There's a, there's a Wetzel's pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> I I mostly just like. Do we know that the hobgoblin incursion is still happening? I mean, we don't. So we we don't. 
I mean, maybe some information has been found that we're not aware of yet. That's true. Yeah. That was kind of my thought process on it. Yeah. All right. Well, then. Since... It is a bummer that Zenerva can only contact you once, or we can only contact Zenerva once a day. Could have asked about the summit thing if that. Anyway, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you go attend right. the meeting between the Haven Guard and the Edge Masons? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you attend that meeting. Uh, it is rather banal, all things considered. Most of the Edge Masons are corralled in the center of the city hall, where you remember there is a, a large courtyard in which a ceremonial gibbet is set up near a dead tree. Uh, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Jan McFeeg and Captain Brightheart are sequestered away to discuss matters with the captain of the uh, the Haven Guard, one Captain Quell. You can sit in on that meeting if you want, or you can hang out with the other Edge Masons. It's up to you. Cherish, do you want to hang out with the other Edge Masons? Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I mean, you want to stay here and hang out with the... Yeah. Uh, what was that thing I wrote in my notebook? Oh, yes. Talking to Jet. Pros and cons. Pros. Communicating openly and honestly with the people you care about is important and the right thing to do. Cons. It gives him the chance to actually physically say to my face that he never wants to see me again, and that might kill me on the spot. <laughs> it won't, though. That's not how feelings... Okay. All right. So if you choose to sit in on the meeting between the captains, you can do so. Uh, the, the room is crowded, especially with the excess number of crossbows, but they're, they welcome you into the room, or at least the edge mason commanders do. The, uh, the, the drow sheriff of town definitely gives you all suspicious looks, um, as she removes her mask. The meeting is not super crazy. It's mostly just a discussion of the fact that, uh, the sheriff has been informed by the mayor that the incursion of hobgoblins is not going to be an issue and that the Haven Guard should not concern themselves with it. Okay. And... I, I think that... I mean, and right, I we could maybe discuss this beforehand very quickly or not, but, like, what we could add to that without... Letting everybody know what the whole situation is, which would be super helpful or whatever, is <laughs> um, that we've been in contact with Zenerva, with the old mage, about the situation and are working on a solution. So that much we can confirm that it probably isn't going to be an issue. And yeah, yeah. Uh... Captain Jan and Bryhart are definitely very uh, assured by that. Um, Captain Quell is always suspicious. She right, which is fine. Yeah, she's and she probably should be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good to be. If one of these people could stay a little on guard, <laughs> that would be lovely. Uh, then they begin discussing the remnants of the demons which escaped through the portal and it's at this point that they actually all do turn towards uh you for the information they seek do you correct them and say devils devils okay it's devils it's a different thing it's not it's not important uh the um, e the edge masons 
don't really seem to know the difference, but the no, sheriff is just like, ah, that makes all the difference in the world. Hunting methodology is completely different. At least somebody understands. Um, uh, um, yeah, so I think we go over what we saw at the archer farm, including the like weird uh, willow, will-o'-wisp ghost thing. Um, the sheriff informs you that that was perfectly normal. Awesome. Oh. oh! And all the skittering creatures. Well, too, huh? so perfectly normal, but like, maybe send a missive to the archers, because they seemed pretty weirded out by the whole thing. I mean, mm. they seem fine in terms of, like, you know, they're not dead. They're um, not, they were never being attacked by it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. The the twig blights may have been an issue, and they will send somebody to investigate. But the oh, but the oh, okay. The but will the o' the wisp are, are okay. apparently a semi common occurrence out in the prairies. Okay. Oh, yeah. Weren't they evil though? What about the dead horse that was just in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, we do go over the dead horse. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. So much has happened, you a guys. Lot. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, have escaped. Yeah, they don't know about that. Um, but the dead horse is an oddity, to be sure. But there's all sorts of strange stories that come out from the prairies. Um, the Will-O-The-Wisps are apparently a, a common enough occurrence that the sheriff knows about them. The dead horse is a new one, but... It didn't attack anybody, so it's sort yeah, of like on so the back burner. Not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there might be an Abishai or two running around, maybe. Nobody knows what that for. is. Oh, okay. Abba, what now? So you you know dragon? You nope. know dragons? Nope. Pyre scale? You don't know what a but you, but okay, but you, that you know what a dragon is, sure. Like pyre scale is, yeah. So, like, what are imagine... we talking to? I'm just curious. You're talking <laughs> to Sheriff Quell, uh, Jan McFeeg, and Balthazar Brightheart. Okay. So a fire genasi, a tiny, semi-drunk halfling, and a very uh, suspicious and ornery drow woman. Right, right, right. I was just trying to figure out who was saying no. They didn't know what a dragon. Was. None of them. Like, none of them have had any interactions with a dragon. They all know what Pyre Scale is, but, like, dragons are myths and legends at this point. Outside of okay, the well, big mean dragonborn. one. You've seen Dragonborn, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so imagine if a Dragonborn was bigger. Jan's like, one of my bullier. best friends was a Dragonborn. Okay. Were they blue? Yeah, no, I'm just Did saying you? this is a... this. Hey, sit. Not all Dragonborns know each other. Um, I just, <laughs> I've seen one Dragonborn. You've seen two, actually. Yes. Sid, you've seen a ton of Dragonborn if you grew up in Stormhaven. Yeah. You're right, I have. Never mind. Ignore <laughs> my question. I'm just saying as a point of reference. So you know what a Dragonborn looks like. No. So like just imagine that they were bigger and bulkier and meaner looking. Um, and, you know, we're constantly trying to kill you. And the edge masons will compare it to they do have wings. something like a half dragon, which is apparently something made with like evil magic. The wings are a new twist for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, they take that into under consideration. Um, if and you then, can you know... detail the rest of the devils you fought, they appreciate yeah. that as well. That will change yeah. their hunting methodology. 
Because yeah, mostly this meeting that. boils down to the Edge Masons and the Haven Guard in the area coordinating to basically sweep that area of remaining devils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with your aid, they really narrow down precisely what they're looking for, with which is a huge help. Great. Yeah. But after that, there's not much else, unless you have questions for any of these specific people. No, we should get food. Um. <laughs> no, not right now. Grawl has a question for Captain Quell. <laughs> <laughs> I so give like all a circle nudge. yes or no. <laughs> very, very clearly, incredibly busy. She yeah. is a very important individual in, in in town, and so I won't I won't get in her way. Through most of the meeting, she's been assembling and disassembling one of those crazy long automatic crossbows. Uh-huh. Very cool. <laughs> that is so she cool. Really thorough. She's incredibly thorough. Yes. But like, she, like. The way she's doing it, she could also, like, do it in, like, two minutes. Like, under two minutes. She's not even looking at it while she's doing it. Yeah, she's looking at yeah. all of you and continuing the conversation. Yeah. So, when the meeting wraps up, you all take your leave of the city hall? Uh, yes. Uh, because the conversation then starts to boil down to where the edge masons are going to be quartering and it starts like devolving into procedure dialogues about like, okay, you can commandeer this bunkhouse. And yeah, then I think your group is probably just like, okay, food time. Yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, conversations we need to have in this vicinity before we leave? Cherish? We don't have to. We're like the worst just, slash best friends. <laughs> I just, I don't, I mean, you're hungry. I don't want to keep you. If you want to sneak out, we can sneak out. Of what? Here. Without. So we don't have to go through the area with Jet. I don't mind. He doesn't want to talk to me, so... Do you leave? Yeah. I think I try to, like, wave to him as we're going by. Okay. You just, like, wave semi-weekly at him. Um, and as you're leaving, uh, Tirza, what's your passive perception? It's only 11, but is it passive if I'm hyper-focusing on the situation? (laughs) No, you all begin trooping out. Uh, Jet didn't seem to notice you as you waved. He's in in a focused conversation with a a young, what looks like some kind of Goliath or... uh, stony rock person. Actually, no, you've seen their type before. Unearthed Genasi. Um, and they, he seemed deep in conversation with this person as you walked past and, like, weakly waved at him. Um, so, the only person to notice is Sid as you're trooping out that uh, he will stare pointedly after Cherish as she's leaving and he'll just, like... Mm-hmm reach out a hand, but then, like, clench it into a fist, and, like, it just looks like he's having a mild panic attack. God, you guys are dumb. <laughs> so dumb. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Food. Sid, you're the only one to notice that. Mm-hmm. And then you leave and you head towards the seared steak towards food and drinks. And as you collect yourselves there and get a good meal in your bellies, I think it is there that we are going to take our break. And when we return, I think y'all need to have a spooky conversation with a mayor. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about an interesting subject, that of luck. Now you may be saying to yourself, but Omatep, luck isn't something you can quantify or sell, so why are you talking about it? Well, my friends, if that is what you are thinking, then you are mistaken. Luck is a thing that one may capture and put into an item. Luck is something that you can squeeze out and bottle and sell in a six-pack. Luck is something that some people have and other people very much don't. Take this small magical item, for instance. It is called a stone of good luck, or just a luck stone for short. This powerful little uncommon magical item may require attunement, but while you are holding it, it will give you a plus one to all of your ability checks and saving throws. How's that for a little luck in your pocket? Then, of course, there is halfling luck. Any time any of those rambunctious little scamps really mess things up, it seems like the universe just gives them another chance. Huh, weird. And then there are the people who are just born lucky. Or pick up the luck feet whenever they are given the chance. But those people are expending a power that can be harnessed and wielded, and sometimes even run out right when you don't need it to. That is when you need an item such as the Luck Blade. This legendary magical item contains the greatest and most powerful piece of luck that anyone might possess. Well, two things, actually. The first is that this blade allows the holder to cast three wishes. That's right. Holding this small sword will give you three wishes to do with whatever you like. Change the universe with this sword. Now, the second piece of good fortune that this blade allows is that you are actually still holding a sword. I know, weird, but sometimes, when your luck has run out, all you really need is a sturdy blade in your hand. Unfortunately, I don't actually have any of the luck blades in stock at the moment. They tend to sell out really, really quickly. But if you want a luck stone, I have plenty of those. Only a thousand gold apiece here at Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Any takers? Come on, I've got buckets of these things. Okay, anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they were distracted yet again by a very much not horse for most of the first half of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just... It's the mystery we've all been wondering. <laughs> this whole time. It's, 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 it's the mystery what three out of four have been wondering. It's it's that like everything else in our lives is so high stakes that we just have to like fixate on this random weird not horse shit. <laughs> Turns but, out maybe it was the greatest evil of all time. Yeah, I, we don't know. Having removed the temptation for themselves by returning <laughs> that said not horse to the mayor, you then wandered back into town only to be met 
by the returning troop of Edge Masons, uh, alongside of which were Captain Balthazar Brightheart, Captain Jan McFeeg, and a young trainee by the name of, insert first name, Jet. Have we heard Jet's first name yet? I don't believe so. Not in not in full. Not in full. I sort of mumbled the shortened version yes, last indeed. time. Or not last time, but the time before. But after all of the uh, meetings about uh, wayward devils roaming the county, you then decided to go grab some food. So you yeah. find yourselves now at the seared steak, belching mightily after consuming a, a good amount of barbecue. And Cherish, I have one very important question for you. Mm -hmm. Did Lesser get any table scraps? Yeah, um, table scraps. I made. I asked for like a side plate, and oh. I made him his own like imp-sized portion of barbecue from my plate. Wow. Okay. In that case, a horrific six-legged rat uh, appeared <laughs> on the table while you were eating, and Templeton style went to town on that plate. And when, like, a server walked by, we're like, oh, don't worry, that's with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't an infestation, I promise. You're this fine. Is this no. is my emotional support rat. <laughs> you can't kick me out. When the dwarven owner came up with just a big mallet ready to crush this thing. <laughs> no, not my rat. And uh, the lesser did its best, like, puppy dog stare, which just basically amounted to it going, <laughs> <laughs> He's really very sweet. <laughs> Cherish is kind of laughing through that a little bit, like much like I am now. And then, like, as the owner is walking away, the lesser continues to eat and just try to mess with me and knock me out with a mouth. I'll show you. Yeah. And begrudgingly, once he's done eating, he'll say, thanks, kid. Of course. Let out a little ratty burp. I mean, let me know if you get hungry again. Like, I, I'm sorry that I haven't really checked in on that. Ah, it's all good. I really only need to eat, like, once a month. Okay. I mean, if you got any souls lying around, I'll never say no. No, I mean, none that, you know, you're allowed to Alright, well, just checking, you know. Yeah. Just in case. You ever find an extra one, think of the lesser. <laughs> I, I will, bud. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, he'll hang around. He'll, like, if once you're done eating and you're just sitting around uh, getting your drinks, he'll just, like, hang out with you on the table. Okay. What do you all do once your meals and drinks are consumed? Hmm. It, what is time is it about? about mid-afternoon, I'd say, a little after four. Yeah. We should probably go get, like, go do the, like, Supply shopping. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. What kind of supplies would you like to purchase? Okay. So it's a ten day journey to get there. It is a seven day journey to get there. Seven day journey. It's a real week, oh, okay. not a not a not a valley game week. week. Not a yeah. fantasy week. Oh man, I haven't had a fantasy week in a while. Um <laughs> So, we should get, like, 20 days of rations? Maybe, yeah. like, 16? What was? 20. Yeah, that makes sense. 20? Mm -hmm. 
Like, presumably we're going to be able to eat when we're there. If this I'm isn't a trap. Have some sort of food. Emphasis on the trap part, yeah. 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 I mean, I really don't think it is. But if it is, we'll be fine. You know, if it is, yeah. I can turn into a goddamn mammoth, so. Yeah, there you go. And Wait, the lesser will say, what? Mm-hmm. I've seen one of those. What is a mammoth? That thing from the beast. Oh, you were a leopard. Forgot. No, you weren't a leopard for that part. <laughs> it's like Sid a, was a leopard for all of it. It's like a a, a a big hairy elephant. Yeah. No, he was. We turned him into a person while we were running away. Uh, maybe he never saw the mammoth. I mean, he was. Oh right. He was in an awfully I, rough spot. I was That's a bit true. distracted. I was all of a sudden full uh, of warm meat and yeah. naked and surrounded by snow. Yeah. It was it was a lot to process. That's uh, true. Yeah, but yeah. That storm. But I vaguely I vaguely remember the storm giant was was writing something. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a mammoth. You can turn into that. Well, I've seen it before. Whoa! Is it just anything you've seen? I'm pretty sure. That's so cool. I'm still sort of playing this by ear, but I mean, now that I've turned into a horse, I kind of you know couple couple more couple more transformations and then I got the hang of it. Mm-hmm. And the lesser will say, yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> I can't do a mammoth, but you know. Honestly, watching you shapeshift was actually really helpful in me kind of figuring that out. So thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. As you're just talking to this rat that has six <laughs> legs and black and red fur. He's so cute. I love him. <laughs> hmm. So, once you're done at the seared stake, where do you go? What do you do? Go secure your rations? Yeah, general supplies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you head over to Sasha's general supplies. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah, pretty easy to acquire rations, if that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you all get 20 days worth apiece? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, mark that off on whatever character sheets you have. It may or may not come up. Yep. We have them. <laughs> cool. All right. Anything else, general supplies-wise, you would like to purchase while you're here? Uh, we can pick up maybe some firewood for campfires. Okay. Bundles uh, of firewood? Yeah. Let's see. Rations will cost you five silver apiece, so if you want uh, 20 days worth, that will be ten gold. Yes. Bundles of firewood. I am a little less... Uh, Let's just say a bundle of firewoods for like a night's worth of uh, campfire will cost you uh, one silver. So if you want 14 days worth of fires there and back again. Five silvers each. Yeah. Sure. Um. Any other supplies you wish to procure? The store has anything a frontiers person might need. What? Google, what does a frontiers person need? Are you serious? <laughs> uh, like, 
traps for catching small game. Uh, they've got bedrolls, tents, uh, supplies for fixing wagons, lots of uh, food, uh, farm equipment, tools for chop like small hand axes and stuff for chopping down trees or clearing brush, um, all sorts of stuff. And the store is run by a pretty friendly tiefling woman. Uh, she has this like deep, dark red, almost like redwood-esque skin. Um, and she has these uh, mismatched horns. One is this curling horn that comes like up and over her head, kind of like a ram's horn. And the other one just kind of goes straight up a little bit more like Cherish's. Hmm. And she greets Cherish warmly as you all enter. But other than Hi, that, Sasha. she is more than happy to do whatever she says. Yeah. Well, if it ain't the hero Blue Gulch, Cherish Iron Strike herself. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really do. Yeah. I mean, yes, but whatever. I heard tell you all rushed into a cultist camp to fight a bunch of devils. Yeah. Okay, then yes, that's that's that very true. true. Okay, then what can I do before? And you start bartering. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, if you get, other... get your rations, get yeah. your firewood. Mm-hmm. I got rope still, so yeah, I still have. Okay. Uh, if there's nothing else, by the time you're finished up there, it's probably a little close to five. You've maybe got like an hour and a half before sunset. The center green is beginning to bustle. It seems as though people are getting off of work and filtering towards saloons. Oh, like I pick up... Oh, I guess this isn't like the grocery store, though, right? Like No. No, yeah. I guess I'll pick up stuff to make dinner on the way home. Okay. Pick up some general groceries. You could absolutely do that. Yeah. Um, anything else anyone would like to accomplish with the rest of your day? Um, can I ask the cloak something about repairing magical items? You wish to ask this of Sadagar? Mm-hmm. You can absolutely try. Sadagar has never been super talkative For- or not but forthcoming. He's talking, but-, but he's been more more talky of late and yeah anything helps but i just looking for long-winded instructive uh <laughs> no it's mostly just something. like like i'm wondering if i mean what we did what we did this morning oh my god this morning was impressive and i i just wonder if the reason that He's so quiet all the time is because of he, how, how old he is. That's a delicate way to ask that. <laughs> hey, are you bad at things because you're old? I don't know. <laughs> he's not bad at things. I just mean, like, he's whispery and quiet often. And do you just ask this in the middle of the store? Do you ask it out loud? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you can be, like, inspecting over something over in a corner while the rest of the group is haggling over prices, and uh, you just begin talking to your cloak. And this is sort of a 
Uh, a new experience. Again, Sadagar has never been the most talky of Forge Bond items, which, again, isn't strange per se. Uh, but it's as opposed to Sid or Cherish, who seem to have like constant dialogues with their Forge Bond items. Yours has always just been there as a, a pillar of support. And so going out of your way to ask it a question is maybe a new. Yeah. New experience for you. So what do you ask it specifically? Um, I, I mean, I think I ask what I just said, if, like, the the reason that the old man is, is, like, not as, like, why don't you talk to me? Um, but I, I ask if it's, like, because he's weathered and, like, has holes in him and stuff. So you know for a fact that Sadagar is an auger that has been born before. Mm-hmm. There have been others who have worn the cloak, though it's not been a continuous line of Jarashir who have worn the cloak. It's been sporadic throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And when you ask why he's not as like talkative as or expressive as the some of your friends forge bond items, you get the sense of trepidation of hesitancy in response as though just sort of extrapolating which you've grown more accustomed to doing in terms of these emotional responses you get from Sadagar you sort of have to unfold into what you interpret as the answer and so when he expresses hesitancy and kind of fear you sort of extrapolate that out to be he was anxious to talk to anyone else. And then you get this burst of emotion of excitement and curiosity. And that links to some of your more recent experiences. So you think that the cloak is opening up because these are things that it has never experienced before and they feel right. Excellent. So up until now... No one else has led the cloak to do things like this. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I wondered if you might... I don't know, need repairing? But I wasn't sure how that worked. But if it's just about finding answers and experiencing things, then I think I can help with that, too. There's a strong sense of agreement and a sense of it's pain, but it's it's an old lingering pain, as though, like, this is something that the cloak has borne for years and years and years, and it's not going away, so, it's used to it, and it doesn't need to be treated. It's just it's, it's it's the old man saying like, "Oh, that's just my trick knee. Like, no need to worry about that." Or it's like, "That's just how my hips feel. That's nothing to like worry over. That's just how the world is." Okay. Um. Yeah. Like, Tears arrests her hand on her own 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 shoulder, and like, kind of 
does the same thing that she did to Cherish with the little squeeze and like cool. And you get a sense of comfort from the cloak, which is one of its baseline emotions that it gives to you. And you also sense it doing something. And when you sort of cast around and look, you see that the, the floorboards nearby have begun sprouting little blooms of flowers as the cloak <laughs> casts Druidcraft. Ah! That's awesome. I didn't know that... I mean, I knew that that was from you, but I... Huh. Neat. <laughs> So yeah, all right. you all get your supplies, and then where do you go? Back to Iron Strike Metalworks? Back to the cold shot for round two? Hmm. No. Cherish doesn't anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tirza doesn't super want to go back to the cold shot. Shikar's not there anymore, but... um. I could, I could just not go there. Where do you go? Again. What do you do? Um, let me go ask Gohan. I might go... It's been a while since I've practiced some forms. I might go do that. Okay. Sid wants to go off and go do Tai Chi in the park. <laughs> sure. Oh, I assumed that was going to be code for going up and beating up bad guys. I mean, hey, if I happen to come across some <laughs> evildoers, then, you know, I'll do what I need to do. It's it's fine. Okay, so at least Cherish and Tears are headed back to Iron Strike Metalworks. Skrull, are you following? Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Cherish and Tirza. Um Got some got some sword stuff to do. Okay. So you swing by the the produce stalls and pick up some groceries on the way home. Sid, you wander off. Where do you go? Um gosh, probably to the, the center green. Okay. Seems to be the best spot for it. Alright. And you just start practicing. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh you draw a small crowd. As uh, you are practicing in the middle of the park, and uh, you are a vaunted hero of Blue Gulch. Okay. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Not. Hmm. Huh. Uh... People seeing you practice with this magical rapier and being like, oh, no, no hero, yeah, yeah, sealed them, yeah, leapt right into battle. Huh? Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> As much as I would love to receive the uh, admiration of crowds, I really, I feel like I got to get some work done. Um, I, can I sneak away, perhaps, and try and find a location that's less less noticeable? Sure. You didn't yeah. specify before. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you try to find somewhere a little more secluded and out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you're leaving... Uh, Storm Piercer definitely comments is like, oh, I thought you would have liked the attention. I mean, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world, but I I gotta get some. I haven't really practiced in a while. I mean, we did just fight a bunch of demons or devils. Uh, well, what's the difference? 
apparently there is a difference and uh it bothers cherish so uh i want to get it right um yeah um what do you uh, storm piercer what do you think about this whole rift guard thing did i make a good decision there to join the rift watchers yeah 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 seems as though it was the honorable and correct decision you're joining a vaunted ancient organization a secret organization it's pretty cool indeed yeah and apparently your mother also belonged to it it's, uh yeah makes me feel like i made the right choice indeed is there uh any secret moves you want to you want to teach me <laughs> I know that's not how this works, but I'm going to ask every time. <laughs> and Sid, I must respond as I do most uh, times. Uh -huh. I am a sword. <laughs> and with that, uh, flying lightning kick! And then I try and <laughs> do something that I can't... I, I probably look like an idiot, but yeah. Give Sid, me an acrobatics that. check. <sighs> at disadvantage. Damn it! That's a that's a botch. <laughs> and as Stormpiercer goes flying out of your hand, he says, "You dumb son of a bitch." <laughs> uh, that's funny. As you're practicing, sequestered away on the roof of a building, he goes flailing down into an alley, lands in a garbage can. Whoops. <laughs> Retrieve that as fast as possible. And from the garbage can, Stormpierce says, "Regrettable." <laughs> Cherish, Tirza, Grawl, you get back to Ironstrike Metalworks. Grawl, you said you had some sword decisions to make. Mm hmm. Is that right? Yes. Well then. Uh, Tears and Cherish right. head inside. Uh, Kalkin's already in there. Looks like she was preparing some kind of meager meal, but then when you come in with just like armfuls of groceries, she is more than happy to uh, incorporate that into the meal. Yeah, and I'll help her out. Yeah, I'll help too. Grawl, in the meantime. Yeah, in the meantime. Uh, the other sword, I need to I'm guessing I left it inside. Um, I need to go get that. You go so. grab Scather. Mm -hmm. Okay. You do so. Okay. Hmm. I would like to... I'm going to go back out to... Hmm, out back uh, behind like the forge and stuff like that. Okay. Towards the outhouse and wash basin. Yep. Okay. Uh, also, I'm uh, like before I do that, I'm, I'm going to let everyone know, like, hey, I'm gonna deal with some stuff for a minute, so I'll, I'll be right back. That way no one freaks out. As he grabs this big <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <no>. scimitar. <laughs> I mean, like yes, bathroom. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go polish my sword. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like... Anyways, yeah. <laughs> 
So you go into the back. Mm -hmm. Scather in hand. Great sword on your back. Mm -hmm. Is it still like the is the great sword like doing that like hungry thing? It wants to devour Scather in the worst way. Um, fantastic. Dismiss the greatsword. The greatsword is gone. Okay. Is that, like, feeling still there? It's maybe, like, tickling the back of your mind, but it's easily ignored. Okay. Um. Okay, so to use it properly, I have to attune to it, right? Correct. Okay. That would put me at three. Because let's see, you have the Ring of Mind Shielding and the Hat of Disguise. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And I don't think you have a third item. The the stones don't count, do they? Or do no. They? No, they do not. Okay. All right, I couldn't remember. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> Uh, Grawl, thinking that he can talk to all swords. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Go on. Yeah. Um, and worried that... It's one uh, so far. Yep, 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 yep. Um, in fact, most swords I know can talk in, in certain respects. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, I am going to sit down with the sword, and I want to... Mm, how do I want to put this without sounding like an idiot? It's always a struggle, what Reed. I... It's always a struggle, yeah, but <laughs> attempt valiantly against that windmill. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, I want to try to, uh, I guess, commune with the sword. Okay. Yeah, is there... I don't know. Something you said at one point said it sounded like there was some sort of maybe like deal I can make with it. With Scather? Yeah. I don't know what you're referring to. Uh okay. Um at some point you said I could swap out like I had a choice to make whether or not I wanted to go with Scather or uh if I did like uh, attuned to it, I'd be losing my greatsword. So, here's the the trade-off. The mm -hmm. Hexblade Warlock, and specifically a mm -hmm. Pact of the Blade Warlock, can mm -hmm. turn a magical weapon into their Pact weapon. Mm -hmm. Normally, that requires a attunement and a, a ritual. Now, because your Pact Blade is specifically also your Hexblade, and it has a mm -hmm. whole bunch of other nonsense on top of it in terms of, like, drinking spell books and stuff. I have come to the, I would say, reasonable compromise that your Hexblade can still become a magic weapon. But in doing so, in incorporating Scather into your Hexblade, you will lose its plus three bonus. You maintain all of its magical properties, so the whole, like, being able to essentially repost with the weapon remains if you make it into your Hexblade, but it no longer functions as a plus three weapon. Alternatively, okay. you simply attune to Scather, 
and you can use it as it is written. It is a plus three, uh, I believe, longsword. Um, it is has that awesome repost ability, but it will not function as your hexblade. So it won't use your charisma modifier for attacks. It you can't like cast spells through it. Uh, your hexblade's curse doesn't work with it. Okay. So that's the trade-off. Well, all right then. Uh, screw, screw that then. So, gonna since that's not gonna pan out, uh, I'm gonna eat that sword. <laughs> eat that sword, and I'm gonna do it. What What were you trying? What were you hoping to accomplish? I, I, for some reason, through our conversations, I thought there was something like this was a different different entity I could like interact with. You know that Scather is a pale imitation of another sword. Okay. And that that sword might be out there somewhere. That sword is referred to as the final word. Uh, what entity is attached to that sword? You don't know, but there is no intelligence attached to Scather. Okay. Well, I'd be... I'd be dumb not to eat the sword. That is entirely up to you, my friend. And if that is your decision, then you re-summon your greatsword. Yeah. And stab the shit out of Scather. Yeah. Okay. So laying the magical blade on the ground, its runes face up, spelling out that scathing word. You re-summon your greatsword into your hand. Lift it up over the blade and just straight down into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're much like the runestone that was being used by the devils. There's a, uh, a sliding, slithering sound as your blade just slides straight through the other magical object. There's no shattering or explosion. It's just this just sinking straight through like a hot knife through butter. And you feel the magical essences of Scather just completely drawn away into your greatsword. A green emerald rune explodes to life on the edge of your blade. Again, written in Abyssal. You instinctively know that it reads Scather. Terrific. And your Hexblade gains the uh, ability to do the things that Scather does. When you receive, when you take damage from an attack, you can use your reaction to make a responding attack. And when you do so, you have advantage on that attack roll. So I would so kill some stuff, y'all. I would write that down if I were you. That's already written down. Okay. Well, then clearly you had already made up your mind about this. <laughs> I just wanted to see if there was a dead, if there, was, if there was something else I was missing, just in case. Okay. Case. Yep. What do you do with the remains of Scather? Hmm. I mean, it, it's still like a nice sword, right? Like it's, it's still a very nice sword. It is a sword made of a material you've never seen before. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to keep it. 
I'm going to keep it just in case. Okay. It now has a very fine, long, just piece missing through the middle where the runes written on the blade once were. Neat. Okay. So. Sid, how long do you spend outside training? Um, probably an hour, I guess. Like, super. Okay. So, it's getting towards twilight by the time you feel like wrapping up. Um, yeah. Coming down off of the rooftops, you begin walking back towards Iron Strike Metalworks. Yeah. And as you do, you start winding down the long street that leads back up towards the blacksmith shop. And that's when you see a pure white coach rolling down the road. Does it look familiar? Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. It can only be <laughs> one person. It is drawn by a pair of uh, pure black horses. None of which, neither of which are soft. Of course not. Are they uh, Vanta black like Soth is? No, 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 no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing is as black as Soth's heart. No nope. coat. <laughs> his coat is just a reflection Maybe. of his soul. Maybe my dad's capes. Mm, oh yeah, we did talk about the Mephistopheles Vanta Black. <laughs> Vanta Black by Mephistopheles. <laughs> so as you are walking down the road, this cart pulls to a slow as it draws up next to you, Sid. And as twilight is upon you, there is no direct sunlight here. And stepping out of the coach. You see that the the coach is not being driven by anyone. The horses are just pulling it as though on instinct. That tracks. And coming out of the coach, wearing his straw hat and wraparound sunglasses, is Mayor Von Zorovich himself. And he'll say, Sid, my friend, what a pleasure it is to see you on this fine evening. Ah, seems to be quite a coincidence. I assume you're heading towards the Iron Strike uh, uh, abode? <laughs> Indeed, and I figured that you were heading in that direction as well, so I thought I would be kindly enough to stop and offer you a ride. Uh, yeah, sure. The I, I please. Accept. Yeah, Step right in. in. Yeah, it gets in the carriage okay uh stepping up into the carriage you go into a space that is devoid of windows and it is only writ lit by a dull red lamp that hangs above you sid what have we told you about getting into strange men's coaches (laughs) do it often uh, especially if they're wealthy As the door closes behind you, you feel the coach pick up and begin to roll. You know you're only a few blocks away, but the mayor sits across from you with a a broad smile, still wearing his sunglasses, and uh, he has taken off his hat now that the the door to the outside is closed. And he says, I hope you're doing well, recovering from your ordeal down in Edson Farm. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a lot 
to process. Um, but to be sure, I think ultimately it went about as well as it could have. You have done um, my town and the people therein a great service, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's it wasn't really a choice. It it needed it needed to be done. Well, there is always a choice, Mr. Emberlight. Thinking that there isn't speaks well of your character. Hmm. I don't take this the wrong way, but the first time that I met you well, I didn't really uh, trust or like you. Uh, I don't know if it's because you have this giant mansion and like workers in a field and I have an aversion to anyone with lots of money, but Oh, is that the know. only reason? Yeah, I mean, okay, there's other reasons. And but he'll give you a broad, to... toothy smile, and he says, there's no need to play games with me, Sid. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Having a lot of money for me is worse than being any sorts of, sort of creature, so... Uh... Well, color me surprised. But... the the way that you came down to the to the Etten farm and and helped us and i think i was wrong about my initial my initial impression of you was wrong and maybe i still don't fully understand but I My kind I... is known for having an air of mystery about us. <laughs> I I think I think you do care about this town. And Oh, I care a great deal about this town. Yeah, I I apologize if I don't know for not being trusting of you right away and maybe yeah i don't know no harm no foul as they say for no. what it's worth i accept your apology and i noticed that you of course discovered my gifts are not simply revoked because somebody <laughs> refuses them upon their first offer yeah i had a feeling those were there on purpose <laughs> I hope it aided you. Uh, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. It's about this time that the coach begins to slow down in front of the Iron Strike Metalworks. And you all can't help but hear the clatter of coach wheels as they pull up and the, the clop of horses on the, the, the dusty road. Who could that be? <laughs> I was literally about to do that. I was going to say, Cher <laughs> Cherish, I wonder who that could be at such an hour. <laughs> and Kalkin looks around and says, uh, yeah, who, who who could that be? It's a, do you know something oh, that I don't? It's, it's, it's the mayor. It's the mayor. The mayor? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Grawl, it's about this he's... time that you're wandering back in as well. Mm-hmm. He's not here to... S- he's here to see us, so if you want to, like, dip out for a little bit, totally fine. And Calcon will sort of just, like, get kind of a frumpy face, and they go, No, no, if the mayor's coming inside, I'm gonna be here to invite him in. He ain't... He ain't... He ain't walking through my threshold without my say-so. Gotta make sure he knows that. a good idea. And Calcon will wander over to the door and just, like, pick up her hammer. Pat it a few times in her hand. Sid, you get out of the coach, and uh, the mayor follows right after you. The mayor will look at his two horses and just say, Stay. And the horses just freeze. Mm. Uh, Tirza realizes that she has the mace uh, strapped onto her belt and <laughs> goes and puts it in another room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cherish or Kalkin's room? There are only the two. Cherishes. Okay. I, I'm not going to go into Kalkin. I assume that that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you are all <laughs> inside. It's like just staring at the door when you hear a knock. And Sid outside, you see the mayor like very gently with his back knuckles just rapping three times on the door with a smile. And Kalkin will just like shake her head and move towards the door and open it up, hammer just like over her shoulder, it having enlarged into its giant maul form. And the mayor will be like, oh, Miss Ironstrike, it is a pleasure. I'm sorry to intrude this evening. I hope I did not catch you at an inopportune moment. Cal can be like, no, Zeke, this is fine. And there's this long beat of nobody talking. <laughs> The mayor clearly expecting something and Kalkin not giving it to him. Finally, the mayor, with his just like predatory grin still on his face, will say, I was hoping I could speak to your daughter and her friends this evening. I, I hope it is not too much of an imposition. And Kalkin will say, No. <laughs> And let the moment just, like, keep dragging out. Oh, so good. And the mayor will kind of, like, nervously, not nervously, but just, like, glance back at Sid as though, like, help me out here a little bit. I just give him, like, a, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the mayor will say, if we could speak inside, that would be lovely. And Calcon will say, yeah, it would be. (laughs) And the mayor, very chagrined at this point, will just go, very well. Uh, Calcon Ironstrike, may I please enter your home? And Calcon will just eye him for a long second and go, fine. And she'll step aside. 
And the mayor will let us sigh. <sighs> and then, like, refix himself, get a bright smile on, and as he's walking in, he'll take off his hat as he enters the house, and he'll see all of you and nod politely and say, I hope I am not intruding. I realize this may come as a shock coming out of the blue during the twilight hours, as it were. Very shocked. I... A complete guest. Look at how flustered we all are. Oh, the mayor. <laughs> wow. I dropped my character voice there. Oops. <laughs> the mayor sort of just like glances at everybody, clearly sees that something is going on, but decides not to comment on it. And says. I'm sorry if I've disturbed your evening meal, but I had some rather uh, pressing issues I was hoping to discuss with everybody. Oh, well, that's quite a coincidence. Oh, yeah? I believe we had a few things that we wanted to discuss with you. I kind of glance at everybody like... Right, <laughs> yes. Yes, so much stuff. Mm -hmm. Tears are just like helpless shrug, like... Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, how fortuitous. I was simply hoping to confirm that we were leaving on leaving on the morrow to head towards the Bulwark of Bone. Uh I mean, we we were Yes, I was informed that you were invited to this summit as well. Mhm. Mm Yep. As well as... Myself. Oh. oh, I see. Zenerva did not inform you that I was to accompany you to the north. <clears throat> not she... ultimately surprised. How yeah. absent-minded of her. <clears throat> How absent-minded indeed. Well... We were sort of busy last time we were... Anyway... Ah, I hope it is not too much of an imposition. Um. We are all headed to the same place, after all. Uh, that is true. Um. I, we, of course, don't want to be any kind of burden. Oh, of course not. I'll be taking my personal traveling carriage. There is room enough for all of us. It's quite spacious. Oh, no, Sid, my boy. That is simply my city carriage. My traveling uh, carriage is a, a far stretch nicer. <laughs> I mean, I want to go in this stretch carriage because that sounds amazing, but I also don't want to go. <laughs> uh, I mean, we've already secured mounts and gear i i don't think that it would be it would be silly to not acknowledge each other's presence while we're on this cross-country road trip but i mm -hmm. i don't think that we need a ride per se well at the very least we can travel uh, a caravan style as it were i can finally live my dream of uh, being a wandering merchant rolling through the plains didn't huh 
a curious goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so travel the world, selling goods to all the fine, interesting folk of the valley, seeing what there is to be seen, meeting new and interesting people, and buying goods and services from around the world. Now that is a dream worth living. And were it not for my responsibilities to this city, I am assured that I would be doing that. But here we are. We live in the now. Maybe just for this little two-week stretch, though, I might be indulged. You gonna sell some wares and goods? I can't... At the very least, I will sell the idea of peace to our hobgoblin neighbors to the north. Yeah, hmm. hopefully that goes well. <laughs> no, good luck. Are they attending? Is uh, is there any representative? Of oh, what? Zenerva said that, I mean... And everyone just sort of stares at Sid. It's like... And the mayor says, Representatives of the Hobgoblins? We're going yeah. to their I mean, house. They're there. Yeah. We're going to their house, yeah. The the warlord like agreed to this whole thing. And I mean, from your hip... Stormpiercer will say, I can't tell if he's joking. Can anyone else tell if he's joking? At this point, no. It's really no. weird. It's like talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Stormpiercer will say, Wait, were you have joking? you done that before? Wait, who are you talking no. to? He's talking to Grawl. Who is it oh, anyone okay. talking to? <laughs> and the mayor will say, Sid, you realize we are going to the Hobgoblin Stronghold, yes? Oh, is th- oh, is that where we're going? Okay, he okay, is clearly jerking sarcastic. us around. All right. <laughs> Can now he's definitely kidding. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? We were talking about traveling together in right. a group with the mayor. Mm. Oh, that sounds adorable, guys. We should do it. I assure you, I will not slow your adventurous pace down one lick. And being as I am somewhat of a nocturnal creature, I could, of course, cover any sort of, uh, oh, what do you call it, uh, watch order during the evening while you all take your rest. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I don't mind staying up too, but, uh, it's a I'm good sure habit can... to be in. Sure, stay in good form. Oh, but... Of course. Keep yeah. your instincts sharp. Indeed. And he'll clap his white gloves hands together and say, Well, I guess that is decided then. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Great. Cool. Super, I love it. <laughs> what time were you planning to leave on the morrow so I know when and where to meet? It's um, a good question. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, noon. We're really thinking. Yeah, so maybe, <laughs> maybe noon would be a good. Is that a good time to start? Are we going to have enough time if we start later in the day? Or do we want seven full days? Well, because we have to. We have to talk to. We have to talk to somebody tomorrow morning. We have. We just have. We have plans. We have an appointment tomorrow morning. Oh, I'm sure. Well, if we leave at noon, if we uh, a double time it, as it were, 
Uh, we should be able to make to the bulwark within uh, the requisite amount of time. Because we don't, right. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. I would hate to spoil any appointments you might have made otherwise. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Well, very well. Noon it is, then. Uh, I shall meet you on the northern road leading out of town. Sounds good. Excellent. Well, that is my matter settled. Uh, you said you had something you wish to speak of, though. Well, I wanted to apologize. The, the last time we were in the center green, you, we upset you. And um, I'm afraid that we may have done so again. And he will give you a, a long look, cherish, and he will say, Oh, I'm sure you have done nothing to upset me, child. What could you have possibly done? Well, then, yeah, if, if there's, yeah, if there's no way that I did, then I guess not. <laughs> Indeed. Well, if there's nothing else, I suppose I will be on my way. What is soft? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just this quiet voice from the back of the room. What? Um. What is soft? And you at the mayor looks over to you and yeah. says. Well, Soth is my very favorite horse. You sure he's a horse? Okay, uh, yeah. Are you completely positive? I have been... Yes, I am certain. Can I roll an insight check? Sure. I, I, I don't mean, like, I. he's obviously a horse right now. <laughs> but like, he doesn't... Like a horse. Like, he's in the shape of a horse, but, like, hey, friend, I just learned how to lie by omission, and I've done it badly. <laughs> Give me an insight roll. Um, Welcome to the club. Cool. 22. Oh. Soth is most definitely in the shape of a horse. Uh, but, sir, you understand that... We, I, I can't speak for everyone else. Grawl, in fact, seems to love him. I, Whatever. Right. I, I mean, he he was very, very helpful mm. when we were at the, you know, Realm Scar. Um, and but, the mayor will pull a silver pocket watch out from his vest pocket and say, you don't need to speak in vagaries with me, child. I know, it's just habit. Um, it's a good habit, to be sure. But he is overwhelmingly evil, <laughs> and it's just concerning that you gave us an overwhelmingly evil horse. Did he not perform to the best of his abilities? No, he, he did, but that's just not... Um, 
Just not the point that I'm making right now. <laughs> Soth is a invaluable creature. To waste such efficiency would be a rather tragic thing. So that... Okay. Alright. <clears throat> That's a fair point, I suppose. Will he be traveling with us to the Bulwark Bone? Oh, no. Soth does not make appearances at uh, diplomatic situations. That is probably Ooh, a, good, a good instinct, honestly. Yes, I have found his uh, particular proclivities are best bent towards a more warlike stratagem, and that is not what we wish to accomplish with the hobgoblins of the Legion. That's fair. It is best if he remains stabled for the time being. Rest assured, Soth is perfectly under control. The evil you That's... may have sensed is perhaps due to his overly violent nature that you undoubtedly noticed. Oh, yeah. When He's left to that. his own devices, Soth can be a tad aggressive. But should his reins remain intact, he is perfectly pliable. Okay, that was a good instinct not to take this off. Yeah. Oh, yes. I should have said something. My bad. Uh, that is my B. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he dabs. <laughs> he dabs away. <laughs> okay, fuck. So, but, okay, but so then now you understand where my concern was coming from. And you're, you're not going to elaborate, and that's fine. But. What would yeah. have happened if we took off the reins? Just, just out of curiosity. curiosity. Just out of morbid curiosity. You would have had a very angry and violent horse coming for your throat meat. Uh, okay. Cool. Huh. Yeah. Well, good, good call on that. Also, good job, everyone. Also, John Hammond. You never had control. That's the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> I will put it at this. Soth is an unfortunate remnant of my former life. That is better left contained than destroyed. To attempt to eliminate him would be a fool's errand on my part and would be certain death for anyone else. Better that he remain a horse. Of course. Of he course. can do less damage that way. Well, 
thank you for lending him to us. It was uh, invaluable. Don't ever do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Very well. Well, if there's nothing else this evening, I will meet you all in the morrow. Yeah. Good night. Good night. And he'll tuck his head and hold his hat to his chest and wish you all a a fair evening. Rest well. Give you all a smile and he'll turn to you, Grawl, before he leaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he'll give you a look that's a little tough to read. Unless you give me an insight roll. All right. This is the one to do. One to win. One to win. Okay. Not with that. <sighs> Twelve. It's like a conspiratorial, just like, oh, you know. And then he'll walk out. About, about, about the horse or what? I'm so confused. <laughs> and the mayor will leave. And Kalkin, who's been standing in the background, her arms crossed like the whole time, will finally let out a long breath as he walks out the door. And uh, she will go over, grab a huge, like, bucket-sized cup from a cabinet, uh, go over to a, uh, like, a pump for water, begin filling it, and then walk over to Tirza and just hold it out and say, Uh, can you bless this? I can, actually. I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it too. You can cast a ceremony. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Uh, so you do that and you bless the bucket of water. I think I can. Yeah, that's absolutely something ceremony can do. I just wasn't sure if you had the spell ceremony. I mean, I haven't prepared any spells today. Let's assume um, you have ceremony ready to go. Yeah. And actually it's a ritual. So yeah, technically then I think absolutely. I can. Yeah. Um, so you uh, bless that water, and when you do, Calcon uh, is just like, awesome. Yeah, Netta used to do this all the time. She'll take the bucket and just, like, splash it all over the door. Um, This this goof is, is delayed by the fact that if I do it as a ritual, it takes me an hour. <laughs> Let's just say you had the spell prepared. Okay. <laughs> you just, you're like, yeah, and I'll do it. And then you just sort of stand there. <laughs> My hands just hovering slightly over the... Uh, that's funny. <laughs> so after that, you all have a meal together. Uh, it is prepared. Yay. It is delicious, I'm assuming. I don't know precisely what it is that uh, Cherish and Kalkin and Tears are cooking up in that kitchen guessing there's some collard greens involved. Yeah. Ooh, and some like like um like just a really nice like uh Spanish rice. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So, you have a meal. You have the evening to rest unless there's anything else you'd like to discuss or accomplish. I feel like there is something we should probably discuss, huh? And I turn to Grawl. 
Hmm. What do you guys think? I mean... What? What did I do? Cherish did it first. <laughs> what did I do? You know what you did. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm definitely not trying to distract you right now. Yes. No, oh, yeah. No, it's super yeah. not working. Yeah. Damn it. Is there I mean, a... Sorry, Sid. Oh, I interrupted. Oh, that's all right. Is there a reason why you don't want to talk about the sword and the power that comes from the sword and the origin of the power that comes from the sword, Grawl? I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's some kind of evil, so I'm, I'm that. How do you know? What, what do you mean, how do I know? It eats things. It wants so? to eat things. I eat things, not like I eat some collard greens. <laughs> yeah, but you're not some weird, like, celestial force that wants to consume and takes the power, like, the form of a weapon. As far as you're you know. You're a person, and you do that to survive. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Just, like, Sid is a weapon. No. Yeah. Um... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Stormpierce will say, I'm some of those things. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want? I mean, do you do oh, you I'm super want not cool to with you... it? No. Oh, okay. That that's right. That's helpful to know. Mm hmm. <laughs> do you? I mean, I could. Do it. Do I look like an evil person? Don't answer that. I was gonna say no. Look at the albino yeah. hobgoblin. You Yeah. No, it's you don't, and honestly the, the main reason it came up is because it again, we just dealt with the whole Rashad thing, and I would really rather not have you um succumb. Yeah, or get stabbed. In front of me by whatever dark power is fueling your powers. Anyway, so it's I think fine. my sword's going to stab me. Is that a possibility? I don't know. I don't know how magic works. I don't. I think someone else has to be holding the sword for it to stab someone That's... else. But Since it's my sword, and I can make could... it disappear whenever I want. The, oh, the, I mean, you're right. The you're point right. we're trying I... to get at is that we don't want something bad to happen to you. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that, is, that, that, that is nice. Um, I said, any, anyone have a, uh, anyone have, like, uh, something I can hide my face in um, while I converse with you? Because this will be a lot easier if I, y'all can't see my face. Hand him a handkerchief. <laughs> uh, Grawl covers his face and is like looking straight up at the ceiling. <laughs> he's like, okay. I feel a lot better about this now. Okay. As he's holding this handkerchief up in front of his face, like a freaking mm -hmm. face curtain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just making sure I got the visual on that right. Yep. <laughs> also face curtain. Really good. Face curtain. Yeah. 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 
Uh, um, well, that's very, very, very nice. Um, I like, I like you. You guys, I like you a lot. Um, that makes me really, re really happy. I'm not, I'm not crying right now. No, I didn't nobody said you were. Yeah, and it's. And you wouldn't know because there's a curtain in front of my face. Yeah. <laughs> Tirza is actually like crying at this point. Just... I think the only reason Cherish isn't crying is because she's confused <laughs> about this whole conflict, this whole situation. Oh, it's a very confusing like scenario. Yeah. Sure. Like, of course we, yeah, we like you, girl. You've been through a lot with us and you've helped us and kept us safe and took care of us we've all taken care of each other it, it was just it was it was when the Phineas Pinebrook thing was happening it was just I was really worried, and it, that was really scary, and I, I don't want that situation to become a this. I don't want this situation to become a that situation. And, I, I mean, do you, if you don't like this, can we help you? Um. Mm, I don't know. Okay. Um. Let's 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 put it this way. Um, right now, it's kind of becoming an issue, but it's not something that is like on the like list of priorities. Okay. Like there's about okay. four other things we got to take care of first, and when we get cross those off, we can kind of tackle this issue. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's good, it's good. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Um, if, if, if we don't worry about this, like, right now, I, I think we'll be able to get the other stuff done quicker. So, yeah. I don't know. Hierarchy of stuff that needs to get done. This is near the bottom. I I mean, so you said that the archive has information in it. Can you go there whenever you want? Mm. Now, well, well, this morning, after what happened this morning, I'm kind of like second guessing my uh, my membership, so to speak, to the archive. Okay. Your library card has been revoked. <laughs> Yeah, well, the library card's a giant sword, so, like. They it, looked at it and they were like, that's a fake, that's a fake ID. No, 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 it's right there on the, it's, it's right there on, this, on the hill. Sir, this, this isn't a card at all. This is a sword. Yeah, well, they shot me with lightning, so. Yeah. Yeah, just that. Yeah. Anyways, um, I mean, I can try. I guess. I don't okay. Well, I if mean, you don't feel safe going, you shouldn't go. Oh, yeah. right. I'm just, I, I could... Uh, 
How about this? How about this? It's... I'm getting a lot of weird mixed signals from the place. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, like utilize me. Well, yeah, yeah, lightning. Um, but also, like, the sword, like... The sword's evil, right? And I feel like I have to use the sword for everyone to stay safe. Is the, the sword evil? Like, Tears, is the sword evil? That's, I mean, that's how hex blades work. Is it Grawl? I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, the sword is. That's. I don't know. I have the sword. For, can we? Can you check? Tears, or can you check it? Like, you check. Soft? Soft? I could do that. Okay. <laughs> Use your divine sense? Yeah. Okay. You've used your divine sense around Grawl before. Half a dozen times within the presence of the sword, and it's never It's never given anything. Give me a wisdom check. Not a saving throw, just a straight wisdom check. Damn. I know your paladin tricks. (laughs) <laughs> that's okay my wisdom's pretty good too <laughs> I know your paladin tricks uh, uh. that good huh what's your roll a seven cool Wait. It's a sword. Uh, it is definitely a sword. <laughs> um, oh no. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it detects the same way it always has, which is just nothing. It's it's neutral. There's yeah. there's no sense of evil coming from it. Doesn't detect as a a fiend or a fae or anything like that. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll relate that information. I'll say it like I don't think it's, evil, but it's, you know, yeah. If you don't feel safe going to the archive, you shouldn't just, go. Yeah, and if you just... if you, you know, if the sword is bad and gives you, or if the sword is giving you bad vibes, then I mean. You, you have to use it to use your powers? I mean, I didn't have anything before I took it out of that mesa, so... Right. Like, I don't... I don't... I don't have fireballs I can shoot from my hands. I don't... I don't have a cool war hammer and shield and do lightning. I can't jump around with a magic sword and dodge all kinds of damage, like oh, some sort of dodge wizard. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually Sid's subclass. He's actually a wizard, but he's a dodge wizard. Dodge wizard. Yeah, it's a dodge wizard. That's, that's very good. Uh, I gotta get a plaque. I'm more of a Chevy man. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't have anything. I yeah, okay. All I was going to suggest is if 
if you do go, I can try to help you make sense of the organization, maybe. And I don't know how much help I'd be from here, but I'm anything I'm, I'm I can do. Worried so much about like the place itself. I think there's like I don't. I think using the sword has a price. I don't think it's a good one. Hmm. I mean, you are ostensibly borrowing. Yep. That was the deal I made, but... It wasn't like, it was very vague. So. <laughs> very straightforward, actually. Yeah, yeah, and can be interpreted a lot of different ways, Mike. True. Which is good. Well, um, is, is it worth looking into through our now like readily available contact maybe I mean if we know more maybe we can make a decision you know if if this yeah. being or if the sword is is evil then yeah we probably should figure out <laughs> something to something to do with it but Maybe it's not. Hmm. I mean, it's, oh. it's, yeah. It's hey. not evil, but that's a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to go to the Bulwark of Bone. I mean, clearly, they're inviting me back to name me Warlord. I mean, I don't know what else they'd want me there for. Yeah, there's Obviously, no other option. That's it. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, Do you need a hype man once... for that? I, I mean, I'm me. I don't need a hype man. Okay. I, I mean, you Think guys about that. pretended to be my bodyguards. We could pretend to be your hype people. Yeah. That I mean, would. I, I, I mean, we don't really have to pretend. Like we do like you, so it's not like yeah, we're no, faking it's, it. It's all, yeah. it's all good. I mean, I, visually, I don't need a hype man and or other like squad of hype people. <laughs> Maybe we can be like background dancers. <laughs> I, I I don't think the dancing. Honestly, I think the dancing might detract from my overall kind of like threatening. Oh, we can all look oh, very oh, threatening oh, too. Oh, gotcha, threatening. Yeah. And oh, Tears yeah. are just like like squares her shoulders up, but she's like so small. Cherish frowns. Like mm. Well, that's uh more teeth. <laughs> yep, not threatening enough. <laughs> no? okay. Anyways. Anyways. Yes. Okay, set your teeth on fire. That's how you're gonna do it. Anyways. <laughs> When I'm Warlord, I, I, I won't need it anymore. So, as soon as we get that covered, check that uh -huh. off the list of things. Everything will be great. 
It's a good thing your face curtain is up, because I think all of us are grimacing at this point. <laughs> Alright. Well, we're there for you, buddy. Oh, oh this is a good talk. <laughs> Y'all still looking at me? Yep. Uh, nope. We can look I, away. We can look away. Yeah, be, you should probably do that. That'd be nice. Okay. Okay. I do not look away. <laughs> God damn it, Sid. Sid, if you're not <laughs> looking away, I will punch you. I swear, I'm looking away. I don't believe you. <laughs> Tears is just like, dude, dude, come on. <laughs> <sighs> All right, fine. And I cast invisibility. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> oh, man. Kalkin has been standing this. off to the side this whole time, sort of leaning up against the back wall. Her arms crossed as she's been listening to all of this. She is undoubtedly still staring at you when you become invisible, Grawl. And she has a very concerned look on her face. She hasn't said anything, but she has clearly been absorbing this conversation. Ah, oh, it's the mom look. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's okay, Kalkin. He still owes Cherish a life debt. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't say that, because I don't know that, but... Yeah, you do. We talked about it in jail. Oh, right, right, right. We did. Mm-hmm. When you become invisible, Calcan will uncross her arms and just sort of walk across the room. She'll set her hammer down by the front door before she does, but she'll walk over and just start, like, almost a little too nonchalantly. She'll start, like, cleaning up dinner stuff. Like, she's clearly got something on her mind, but she's not speaking up. Yeah. Uh... I mean, what time is it at this point? It's uh, mid-evening. Eight or nine. As the, the night winds on, uh, unless you had any more direct conversations with uh, Grawl to be had. There's still some nagging curiosity emanating from the cloak. Sadagar does not believe that you've got the full story. Oh, that's... I don't... That's... Yeah. Does Grawl have the full story? <laughs> Sadagar does not believe that Grawl was being entirely truthful with you. Okay. There was there's certain like gaps in his story that just weren't there due to maybe just the the route the conversation went, but maybe because he's still dodging stuff. Sadagar does not trust Grawl. Ah. All right. Um. Again. Uh- that's like noted, but yeah. Tears of Wall hold off for the Mo. 
Stormpiercer, kind of quietly, just to you, Sid, says, I don't care who gave him that sword. It's not as good as me. Obviously not. <laughs> there is no commentary from Maz. Yeah, honestly, Cherish is like, I, this doesn't have to be a scene, but like, like when everyone goes to sleep, Cherish is kind of like, like in bed, right? And she's like, okay, actually, I didn't think I'd ever miss your egging me on. I kind of needed you when the mayor was here, actually. I chickened out. And just kind of like like rubbing the bracelet part with her thumb. The the bit where the shattered diamond used to be is almost like an open wound. It, it doesn't hurt per se, but there is a uh, a sense that you know it's missing. Even when you close your eyes and you're not looking at it, you can feel that piece of the the item a, a lacking, an absence. Yeah. I've described it before as feeling like a phantom limb. Yeah. Something you know should be there but isn't. As you all find your rest... It comes as easily as you want it to. You know in the morning you have a conversation to have with the old mage, and then come noon the next day you will depart for the Bulwark of Bone, a certain vampiric mayor in tow. As you find your rest... You all slip off to sleep in one form or another. Grawl, do you go to sleep? <sighs> you know what waits for you behind those walls. Yeah. Sure, why not? As you drift away, you find your connection to the dreamlands, as you always do. You begin drifting, sailing, moving through those untold paths beyond imagining. Do you follow the familiar track? Um... No, I want to... I want to branch out. Okay. You wish to cast Augury? Mm, yeah. Okay. Very well, then. Uh, roll me a Charisma saving throw. I'm sleeping in the tent with Grawl, so he gets... Oh, <laughs> I was going to make a goof, sorry. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I, I, that is a 21. <laughs> All right. You may ask your question. Um, how, do, how does this respond again? So, 
I always forget this thing. You receive an omen from some kind of otherworldly de- like presence. Uh, in this mm. case, it is the the dreamlands that you interpret these things through. You ask about a specific course of action or a thing. Um the outcome of an action or a particular circumstance, and you can get whale for good, woe for bad, whale and woe for good and bad, or nothing, which is neutral. So you can determine if something is good, bad, neutral, or contains a bit of both. Hmm. I've got four different questions I want to ask. Um... Mm, or let's can go with or can be a what? little bit more broad and we might interpret it differently augury leaves a lot up to the dm is i'm gonna ask is moth the parasite Traveling through the dreamlands is, at the best of times, a disorienting experience. Though since your experiences with your dream self, they have gained a much sharper clarity. It seems as though you are not some passenger in this place anymore. You are actively in control of your own movements within the dreamlands your dream self and you having become one at some point. Now that you can focus things, now that you can actively choose where to go, it becomes clear that the Dreamlands isn't some big confusing mess that you thought it once was. There are countries, principalities, nations unto themselves that exist solely within the Dreamlands. These things are separated not by geography, but by schools of thought and distant realms. Moving through such places, you eventually come to a silver city with a massive black pyramid dominating its skyline. They say the pharaoh here has many answers to many questions. Lines of parishioners move through the city like ants scrolling towards a massive hive. Time in the dreamlands is a strange thing. Perhaps you are there for days, weeks, months. But eventually you come to the throne of this entity the Black Pharaoh, this large, imposing creature with no eyes to speak of, with a mouth that curls back away from crimson teeth. You ask this question, is Mott the Parasite? And that crimson tooth smile stretches across this eyeless face of the Pharaoh. And it says, 
Yes. But to a host that deserves to die. And I think it is there that we are going to end this episode of Material Components. Because as always... You can find us on Twitter at matcomrpg. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. (laughs) Eventually. Eventually, um, we should start streaming <laughs> our video of our mm. sessions again because, oh my god! Um, as soon as I get a new uh, computer, we'll be right on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's fair. Um, I said some. I meant someday. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter if you want to talk to me about you know whatever. Uh, at Elliot C. Lewis. Everyone just just spam them with like talk to your boyfriend. Basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah, make people think that I have a boyfriend in real life and then maybe I won't be sad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I'm I'm also on Twitter. I'm at Cryout Olivia. Um, come hang out. Let's talk about, like, uh, actually, I love this. Let's talk about the mechanic of evil and good in D&D and how it, that's totally true that, like, yeah, like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? What does it even mean? I know what it means for my character because she's kind of a black and white thinker. She doesn't have, you know, growing up in a cult will do that to you. But what does that mean? Um, well, who cares what it means? <laughs> That's <laughs> also a fair point. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, if you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Redimus. Um, yeah. Uh, y'all, I, I don't, I don't know what to do anymore. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I need to roll more dice and punch more things. <laughs> I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. Yeah, no, you're doing we're, we're getting you're there, doing I'm sure. Um, and I am uh, not on social media, but um, instead of reaching out to me, what you guys can do is uh, go to whatever uh, platform you're consuming this podcast and you know, give us a rating, whatever you think. Uh, we love to hear what, what you guys think of the show uh, and just, you know, it's nice to know that people are listening and uh, that they enjoy the show. So, yeah, please do that. Indeed. And, of course, you can find me on those social medias over at my personal Twitter, at MKGergoni. And, of course, even when he is not in the episode, you can, of course, find Omatep over at NPC underscore AN because... Perhaps he may have a wealth of information, but we may never know. But you can always ask him over on Twitter, because he is, of course, an important NPC. (laughs) 
And uh, as of this recording, we have not yet done our first episode of Dreadwood Fairy Tales due to podcast time travel, but I'm sure it went great. And uh, so please look forward to the second episode of Dreadwood Fairy Tales as of this upcoming Saturday. Uh, join our heroes as they go up against some straight hagged nonsense, because even if we haven't recorded the first episode, I know there's still going to be more hag nonsense. This is true. <laughs> but. Hag, hag sense. Hag, no, that's nothing. That's <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for listening, everybody. And as always, the world is chaos. So please be kind to one another. Good night, or goodbye. It's not night for you, maybe. Yeah, we did a we did a day in the at the beginning of this too, so this one's all timey wimey. <laughs> but good night, goodbye, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <laughs>